So we had last time the Gemara. I mean, backtrack to the Mishnah. Once again, the Mishnah said two types of psulim. Type number one is when you passel the schach. I mean, the Mishnah before that said you made a sukkah in a bad place. The next Mishnah said how you passel the schach. You didn't make a sukkah in a bad place, you made a sukkah in a fine place. You passled the schach. How do you passel good schach? Because you put a sheet over it or under it, either to stop the sun or to catch the falling leaves. So then you passled the schach. We said there's another kind of psul. If you make a sukkah, if you make an oihel inside your sukkah. And in that Gemara, in that Mishnah, we're machalic between a two-post canopy which doesn't have a roof and a four-post canopy which does. And the Gemara on Yudam base, which we started Thursday night, we continued Sunday night, the Gemara said <coughs> that it's mutter lishan bekila in a sukkah. That even though it's four posts, you can sleep underneath it in a sukkah. And the first version, I say that because we're going to have the second version in a minute. The first version of that Gemara made two qualifications in order for that to be true. Number one, that it's under ten tfachim. If the posts are over ten tfachim, then no matter what their strength is, no matter how strong they are, the sukkah's puzzle, or your yeshiva sukkah's puzzle, because you're in an IL. And the second possible psul, you don't need both of these. Either of them could puzzle. The second possible psul was that they're too strong. They're kavua. If they're too kavua, then that puzzles it. So that Gemara learnt that there's two ways to make an oihel out of a four-post canopy, either by having ten tfachim or by being strong enough. That was the first version of that Gemara. On the top of Yeralaf of Yeralaf, where we are, second line of the Gemara, the Gemara says like this, another version, which is going to start off the same way, but it's going to be much more makel because it's only going to have one version of psul. It's going to have one way of passling. Rather than the more ways you can passle a sukkah, the more machmer you'll be. This way is going to have less ways that that kila can become, can passle your yeshiva sukkah. Says the Gemara. Lo shenach. We said it another way. Amr v'yehuda mashmul. A person can sleep in a kilas chasanim. So Rashi says, Rashi says that this kila. What's your problem? There's no shoe last night. Oh, sorry. I'm good morning. Hey, uh, that was him. My kila's sick. I didn't show up. Oh. I didn't come to the CM, whatever. When Ellie told you about the CM, you said maybe you'll show up. So I figured right. the maybe start, was in the sky. It started at 7 p.m. I figured it would be sure it was 15. Oh. Nobody, Ellie didn't post that there was no sure. 
finger going we'll fast. This, year. this is on tape, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're going to bring it while you're starting at the top of Sunday night. So this <laughs> the lines are still on the clock. Uh, the lines are still on the clock. Don't, <laughs> don't tell Nelson. We all did this. We're real chazar. Figure this out. Chazar is good. Chazar is good. Everyone could use the chazar. And if we could do a yid a favor. Even so we're better. doing a yid a favor. Even better. So everyone, like, act alive. So <laughs> we did not bring leftovers for you. I'm sorry. I was going to bring that up. Let's think about like this. Lashanacher that Shmuel was not commenting on a regular kila, on a regular flat top type of canopy. He said kilas chasanim. Says Rashi, what's a kilas chasanim? Rashi's in the second to last wide line on top. Ain a kishar kila. It's not a regular old canopy. It has no top. It has no flat top. Yes, it four posts. It's around the bed. This has the advantage of being like a two-post canopy that it doesn't have any flat roof. I don't know how you have four posts and they're all slanty, but I didn't work out the the uh, practicalities of the matter, but I don't know, maybe they're at different levels. <coughs> maybe like one side of the bed is is like higher than the other and the whole thing is slanty. Um, I don't know if that ruins an ohel. It probably depends on the slope. I don't know if maybe there's more than four posts. So it's like, you know, it's like uh, the Verrazano Bridge is going like this, you know, like all the things, it's ne- you know, it's never straight. It goes up and then down. I don't know, but... The four posts and it's never flat. Says, do you, you have a picture in your Gemara? After? No, not of this. No. Well, you see, <laughs> they also didn't know exactly what it was. <laughs> says, says the Gemara. Loshen Achar Amrila, Amr Yudah Marshmol Motolishem Bekilas Chasan in Vesuka Lefishein Lagag because it has no roof. Avon Bishen Gavayas Sar, even though it's ten, even though it's ten tall. Why do you have to say that? Because, because we said that Nakhleton are usser if they're ten. We said Nakhleton that even something been. without a flat roof, this is a massive chiddush. We said a flat roof could be possible either by being ten or by being kavua. A two-poster, which means no flat roof, is possible, is possible if it's over ten. We're saying now... Even if it's over 10, and it's four posts, since it doesn't have a flat roof, it's kosher. To which the Gemara says, what are you talking about? Well, first of all, it says if you sleep in, and this is the same kosher we asked the other sugya, if you sleep in a kila, it's possible. So the Gemara said, that's, I don't even have to say 10. I, I never talked about a flat top. If it has a flat top, it's possible. I agree with that. Now, Toshma asks the Gemara another proof. Naklitim shnaim, when a bed has two posts, that's called naklitim. Naklitim shnaim, v'kinoifis arb, and a four-post canopy is called kinoifis. Pirus agab kinoifis. If you spread out the canopy sheet on top of the four posts, it's psula. Agab naklitim kshera. 
Nakleet and it's kosher, yeah, because it doesn't have a gag, but adds the brisa a stipulation. Ubilvad shelo you nakleet in gavayim and amita asarat fachim. As long as they're not asarat fachim high. So says the Gemara. I I have you pretty much cornered here, because your rationale to permit a kilas chasanim because it has no gag. So you said it's okay, even if it's over 10. Well, look at Nakhlitim. They're okay because they have no gag, as long as they're not 10. So you see you're wrong, says the Gemara. <coughs> if they are 10 high, it's possible. Af al gag. Says the Gemara, Shani Nakhlitim kvi. No, Nakhlitin are solid. Nakhlitin are strong. So they passel even though they're even though they're only two, even though there's no roof, they passel once it's ten. So says the Gemara, oh, so you just crossed over from being not kavua to kavua? Then didn't we have a rule that if it's not kavua, that if, sorry, if it is kavua, it's possible even less than 10. You can't have it both ways. You're trying to defend yourself that the reason, even though it doesn't have a roof, it could become possible, is because it's kavua. Whoa! If it's kavua, it should be possible with even less than 10. Says the Gemara, ikvi. Someone says, ikvi, if they are so kavua, if they're also strong, let them be like four posts and there should be Hustle, even if there's not ten. <coughs> so the Gemara says, not legabe is like kvi, legabe kvi, legabe kila kvi. It's all relative. It's all relative. It depends what you're comparing it to. A kavua two post in comparison to a kavua four post, no, that's not kavua. So it needs ten. But a kavua. But it's more kavua than Akilah, even Akilah's chasanim, which even though it's four, still isn't possible unless it's ten. So, just to review tonight's Lashen, we're going to go to the next opinion. Just to, to review tonight's Lashen, tonight's Lashen said that a four post is butter to sleep in even though it can be ten tvach, because it has no flat top. So says, oh, you, you're trying to tell me that since it's not flat, it's okay even if it's more than 10. What about a two-post bed, which we called Nakhliton, which is possible if it's 10? No, that's because it's Kavua. Well, one second. You said this is not Kavua, that is Kavua. If it is Kavua, then this... So where it says there's three levels of Kavua. There's Kavua, four-post Kavua, like Kinefis, that's possible even less than 10. There's two-post Kavua, that's possible if it's 10. And then there's Kila, which is so not Kavua, that even though it's four posts, since it's A, not Kavua, and B, not flat, it's kosher even above 10. It's kosher even above 10. So the difference between tonight's Lashen and, la- and last night's Lashen, and two nights ago's Lashen is, two nights ago's Lashen didn't discuss something above 10. Once it was above 10, I don't care. I don't care if it's Kavua or not Kavua, it's possible. Tonight, even if it's above 10, it's kosher. Why not because it's arguing? Because it's not, not a flat roof. It's not a flat roof. So bottom line, just to confuse you, like this. If it's flat, 
either could postulate. it. That was Thursday. That was Sunday night's lashon. If it's flat, either could postulate. it. Ten or kavua. If it's kavua, two, then ten postles it. If it's not kavua and not flat, then it's kosher even above ten. If it's not kavua and not flat, then it's even kosher above ten. That is those two lashayimus. Says the Gemara, and finally a lashon that argues. Darash Raba Baravhuna, the exact opposite. Mutter Lishan Bikila, you're allowed to sleep in a canopy. Even though it's flat, top has a roof. Even though it's above 10. That violates everything. Meaning, it violates the last sugya because the last sugya was talking about something that's not Kabul, but if it's Kabul, you're out. Violates two sugyas going on two, on two counts. It violates two sugyas going on two counts. Two sugyas go said either one comes to you up Kabul or 10. This one is saying it is Kabul and it is 10 and it is flat and it's still kosher. Says, well, you know why? Because it's in Shittas Rabbi Yehuda. Command Rabbi Yehuda, like the sheet of Rabbi Yehuda that we had in the first mission and the second parak. The Omar, the Rabbi Yehuda sheet is, Asi Aroi, a temper, a not real oihel, like a bed, cannot come, umavatal oil keva, and be mavatal a sukkah. So Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda, we said in the second parak, holds that. Yes, this bed is an ayahal, either by virtue of the fact that it's ten tzvahim high, or by virtue of the fact that it has a flat top, or by virtue of the fact that it is kavua. Doesn't matter. You could have, you could strike three. You're an ayahal kavua on three counts. It still doesn't possible you yeshiva sukkah in Reb Yehuda, because in the end of the day, it's not as solid as the sukkah, and a less formidable ayahal will not be mevatel a more formidable ayahal like a sukkah. So no matter which one of the violations, and even all of them, that you mess up on with this kila, you can mess up on all of the violations. Again, it's ten. Again, it's a flat roof. Again, it's kavua. Doesn't matter. Compared, compared to the sukkah, it's not as solid, and an ayahal aroi like this is not going to be mevatel an ayahal keva. That's the end of that Gemara. So, says the Gemara, like we learned in the Mishnah, we had a minute to sleep under the bed in front of this Kenim. Okay, period. So, says the Gemara, you just, you just drained me a cup when you could have been much more succinct. You told me it's mutter to sleep in a canopy, in a sukkah, even though it's cool, even though it's ten, even though it has a flat roof. Which, you know, Mamish like uh, vexed me. Like, what? You violated every rule. Ah, you're going like Rabbi Huda. So what do you mean to tell me? I passed like Rabbi Huda. So there's an easy way to say that. I passed like Rabbi Huda. Why are you, in effect, telling me you passed like Rabbi Huda by getting me all nervous and then answering me? Just tell me you passed like Rabbi Huda. I'll get it. Says the Gemara Valema, why don't you say... Halach Rabbi Yehuda. Why don't you just say that halach is like Rabbi Yehuda? Says the Gemara, If all it would have said is that the halach is like Rabbi Yehuda, that's all I would have said. I would have said, 
mita, that's a bed, deligaba asuya, which is meant to sleep on. Aval, kila, dilatoicha asuya, but a canopy, which is meant to sleep in a maloi. Which means, says the Gemara's Rabbi Yehuda said in the second parak that a makeshift, temporary oihel, will not ruin the bigger picture, the yeshiva sukkah, of a more permanent oihel. So I could explain that two ways. I could say that because under no circumstances is the oihel you're in, since it's shavacher, going to be mevatel the sukkah. Or I could have explained like this. You know why you're allowed to sleep under a bed? Not because you're able to sleep in an oil aroy versus an oil keva. It's because you're a weirdo. You're not using the oil properly. A bed is meant to sleep on, not meant to sleep under. So when you're sleeping under a bed, you know why it's not mavatal the oil of the sukkah? Because you're using it improperly. You know why you're sleeping under the bed? doesn't mavatl you're sleeping in the sukkah because you are using a bed improperly so improper use of an oihel isn't mavatl the greater oihel. But we learned back then that you do use the under the bed. Oh, well, so the Mara said it's used for shoes. Right, but the point is that... Yeah, but the said that's not the main use of it. But the point is that you're saying that... No, the Mara agreed to this, Kasha. The Gemara agreed to this question. The right. Gemara said it's only because we brought a pasuk that called the back of a cow schach right. right. that Don't we rejected right. that that the cow is better. But Bamis, we agreed to this far. So says the Gemara, if we would not say Rabbi Yehuda by a kila, I could have limited Rabbi Yehuda's psak that yes, Yehuda does say over there sleeping in an oihel aroi is not mevato your yeshiva sukkah. Doesn't ruin your your sitting in a greater oil. You know why? Not just because one oil is better than the other, because you're improperly using this oil. Because since you're sleeping under a bed, not on a bed, the improper use of an oil isn't mavatal the yeshiva sukkah. But let's say you would use an oil properly, then Rabbi Huda would say, no, 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 even though there's a better oil, it's not mavatal. So if you have over here a canopy, the proper use of a canopy is to sleep in a canopy. So here, yes, it's an oil aroi, but you're using it properly. You're using it the right way. So I could have thought that proper use of an oil aroi is mavatal, the oil keva, is mavatal, the sukkah. I could have reasoned that since you're using the canopy properly, it's mavatli shiva sukkah, and simply paskining like Rabbi Huda by the bed would not convey this point. Because you could have understood Rabbi Huda by the bed as, since you're using it wrong, improperly, that's why it's not mavatli. So I have to tell you over here that no, even though this isn't oihel, it's tentvachim high, it's kavua, it's flat on top, and you're using it properly, Still, Rabbi Yehuda says it's not mavatal the sukkah. Kamash Malan says the Gemara, time with Rabbi Yehuda. The real reason of Rabbi Yehuda is that under any circumstances, the shivacher oihel, the weaker oihel, is not mavatal oihel keva, the big, real, solid oihel of the sukkah. 
it doesn't matter when you're using it improperly, like sleeping under a bed. It doesn't matter a canopy. When you're using it properly, you're sleeping inside a canopy. And therefore, he's paskining like, he's paskining like Rabbi Huda, which we don't paskin like, but he's paskining like Rabbi Huda. End of, end of that sugya. So, I was gonna do the Mishnah, but Lamai said this was hard to, you know, it's, you know, we won't, we won't accomplish what you're doing. So we now finished in the second half of the second parak when we're moving on to Schach. So we're, we're getting closer and closer to the heart of the matter. Like Mishnahis always do, they always start at the outside and get closer to the center. So we started by making a perfectly kosher sukkah in a bad place. We then got to making a kosher sukkah and ruining the Schach. And we then got to a third case of ruining a kosher sukkah, not by ruining the sukkah, someone else could be eating the sukkah, but you ruined it by where you sat in a bed. Now we're ready to go to the next mission about mamish pasling pasach. So we had last time, the Gemara, I mean, backtrack to the Mishnah, once again, the Mishnah said two types of tzul. Type number one is when you passel the schach. I mean, the Mishnah before that said you made a sukkah in a bad place. The next Mishnah said how you passel the schach. You didn't make a sukkah in a bad place, you made a sukkah in a fine place. You passel the schach. How do you passel good schach? Because you put a sheet over it or under it, either to stop the sun or to catch the falling leaves, so then you passel the schach. We said there's another kind of psul. If you make a sukkah, if you make an oihel inside your sukkah, and in that gemara, in that mishnah, we're machalic between a two-post canopy which doesn't have a roof and a four-post canopy which does, and the Gemara on Yudam Base, which we started Thursday night, we continued su- Sunday night, the Gemara said <coughs> that it's Mutter Lishan Bikila in a sukkah. That even though it's four posts, you can sleep underneath it in a sukkah. And the first version, I say that because we're going to have the second version in a minute, the first version of that Gemara made two qualifications in order for that to be true. Number one, that it's under 10 Tfachim. If the posts are over 10 Tfachim, then no matter what their strength is, no matter how strong they are, the sukkah's puzzle, or your yeshiva sukkah's puzzle, because you're in an IL. And the second possible psul, you don't need both of these. Either of them could passel. The second possible psul was that they're too strong. They're kavua. If they're too kavua, then that passels it. So that Gemara learned that there's two ways to make an oihel out of a four-post canopy. Either by having ten tfachim or by being strong enough. That was the first version of that Gemara. On the top of Yeralaf of Yeralaf, where we are, second line of the Gemara, 
the Gemara says like this, another version, which is going to start off the same way, but it's going to be much more makil because it's only going to have one version of psul. It's going to have one way of pasling. Rather than the more ways you can pasl a sukkah, the more machmer you'll be. This way is going to have less ways that that kila can become, can pasl your yeshiva sukkah. Says the Gemara, Lo Shanach, Amrila. We said it another way. Amr, Yehuda, Mashmul, Mutter, Lishan, Bekilas, Chasanim, Besukah. A person can sleep in a Kilas Chasanim. So Rashi says, Rashi says that this Kila, what's your problem? There's no shoe last night? Oh. <laughs> Sorry, no good morning. Hey, hey. Uh, my kid was sick. I didn't show up. Oh. I didn't come to the CM. Uh, whatever. When Ellie told you about the CM, you said maybe you'll show up. So I That's figured right. the maybe start, was in the sky. It started at 7 p.m. I figured it would be sure at 15. Oh. Nobody, Ellie didn't post that there was no sure. You think you're going to this year. This is on tape. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we're going to figure out why you're starting at the top of Sunday night. So this <laughs> the lines are still on the clock. Wow. The lines are still on the clock. Don't, <laughs> don't tell Nassim. We all did this. We're good Chazar. Figure this Chazar is good. Chazar is good. Everyone could use the Chazar. And if we could do a Yid a favor. Even so we're better. doing a Yid a favor. Even better. So everyone, like, act alive. So <laughs> we did not bring leftovers for you. I'm sorry. Nice. I was going to bring that up. I was thinking about like this. That Shmuel was not commenting on a regular kila, on a regular flat top type of canopy. He said kilas chasanim. Says Rashi, what's a kilas chasanim? Rashi's in the second to last wide line on top. Ain't a kishar kila. It's not a regular old canopy. The ain't logag. It has no top. It has no flat top. The Sviva yes, it four post, it's around the bed. Vigaga Mishupa Kishel Naklitin. This has the advantage of being like a two post canopy that it doesn't have any flat roof. I don't know how you have four posts and they're all slanty, but I didn't work out the the uh, practicalities of the matter, but I don't know, maybe they're at different levels. <coughs> maybe like one side of the bed is, is like higher than the other and the whole thing is slanty. Um, I don't know if that ruins an ahel. It probably depends on the slope. I don't know if maybe there's more than four posts. So it's like, you know, it's like uh, the Verrazano Bridge is going like this, you know, all the things, it's ne- you know, it's never straight. It goes up and then down. I don't know, but... There four posts, and it's never flat. Says, do you, you have a picture in your Gemara? I'm sure. Mm, None of this. No. Well, you see, <laughs> they also didn't know exactly what it was. <laughs> says, says the Gemara, Loshen Achra Amrila, Omer Vyuda Mashmol Motolishim Bekilas Chasan in Besukah, Lefisha in Lagag, because it has no roof. Avon Bisha Gavaya Asar, even though it's ten, even though it's ten tall. Why do you have to say that? Because, because we said that Nakhlitin are usher if they're ten. 
We said that even something without a flat roof, this is a massive chiddush. We said a flat roof can be possible either by being ten or by being kavua. A two-poster, which means no flat roof, is possible, is possible if it's over ten. We're saying now, even if it's over ten and it's four posts, since it doesn't have a flat roof, it's kosher. To which the Gemara says... What are you talking about? Well, first of all, it says if you sleep in, and this is the same question we asked the other sugya, if you sleep in a kila, it's possible. So when I said, that's, I don't even have to say 10. I, I never talked about a flat top. If it has a flat top, it's possible. I agree with that. Now, Toshma asks the Gemara another proof. When a bed has two posts, that's called Naklitin. Naklitin is time. For Arb. And a four post canopy is called Kinoifis. Pirus Agabi Kinoifis, if you spread out the canopy sheet on top of the four posts, it's Psula. Agabi Naklitin Kshera. Naklitin it's kosher, yeah, because it doesn't have a gag. But adds the Brysa a stipulation. As long as they're not a Sarat Fachim high. So says the Gemara, I have you pretty much cornered here. Because your rationale to permit a Kilas Hasanim, because it has no Gag. So you said it's okay, even if it's over 10. Well, look at Nakhlitim. They're okay because they have no Gag. As long as they're not ten. So you see you're wrong, says the Gemara. <coughs> if they are ten high, it's possible. Says the Gemara. No, Nakhlitin are solid. Nakhlitin are strong. So they possible. Even though they're even though they're only two, even though there's no roof, they passel once it's ten. So says the Gemara, oh, so you just crossed over from being not kavua to kavua? Then didn't we have a rule that if it's not kavua that if sorry, if it is kavua, it's possible even less than ten. You can't have it both ways. You're trying to defend yourself that the reason, even though it doesn't have a roof, it could become possible is because it's kavua. Whoa! If it's kavua, it should be possible with even less than ten. Says the Gemara, ikvi. Someone says, ikvi, if they are so kavua, if they're also strong, let them be like four posts, and there should be possible, even if there's not ten. <coughs> so the Gemara says, no, legabe kinaifis laikvi, legabe kvi, legabe kilikvi. It's all relative. It's all relative. It depends what you're comparing it to. A Kavua two-post in comparison to a Kavua four-post, no, that's not Kavua, so it needs ten. But a Kavua, but it's more Kavua than a Kila, even a Kila's Chasanim, which even though it's four, still isn't possible unless it's ten. So just to review tonight's Lashen, we're going to go to the next opinion. Just to, to review tonight's lotion. 
Tonight's Lashon said that a four-post is mutter to sleep in, even though it can be ten tvach, because it has no flat top. So I says, oh, you, you're trying to tell me that since it's not flat, it's okay even if it's more than ten. What about a two-post bed, which we called nakliten, which is possible if it's ten? No, that's because it's kavua. Well, one second. You said this is not kavua, that is kavua. If it is kavua, then this... So I says, there's three levels of kavua. There's kavua, four-post kavua, like kinaifis, that's possible even less than ten. There's two-post kavua, that's possible if it's ten. And then there's kila, which is so not kavua, that even though it's four posts, since it's A, not kavua, and B, not flat, it's kosher even above ten. It's kosher even above ten. So the difference between tonight's lashon and, la- and last night's lashon, and two nights ago's lashon, is... Two nights ago's Lashon didn't discuss something above 10. Once it was above 10, I don't care. I don't care if it's Kavu or not Kavu, it's possible. Tonight, even if it's above 10, it's kosher. Why not? Because it's arguing. Because it's not, not a flat roof. It's not a flat roof. So bottom line, just to confuse you, like this. If it's flat, either could possible it. That was, Thursday, that was Sunday night's Lashon. If it's flat, either could possible it. Ten or kavua. If it's kavua, two, then ten passes it. If it's not kavua and not flat, then it's kosher even above ten. If it's not kavua and not flat, then it's even kosher above ten. That is those two lashayimus. Says the Gemara, and finally a lashon that argues. Darash Raba Baravhuna. The exact opposite. Mutter, Lishan, Bikila, you're allowed to sleep in a canopy. Even though it's flat, top, has a roof. Even though it's above 10. That violates everything. Meaning, it violates the last sugya because the last sugya was talking about something that's not Kabul, but if it was Kabul, you're out. Violates two sugyas go on two, on two counts. It violates two sugyas go on two counts. Two seconds ago said either one can you up Kabua or ten. This one is saying it is Kabua and it is ten. And it is flat. And it's still kosher. Says where well, you know why? Because it's in Sheetah's Rabbi Yehuda. Command Rabbi Yehuda, like the sheet of Rabbi Yehuda that we had in the first mission in the second parak. The Omar that Rabbi Yehuda Shita is Loyasi Oihel Aroi, a temporary, a not real oihel, like a bed. Cannot come, umavatal el keva, and be mavatal asuka. So Yehuda, Yehuda, we said in the second barrack holds that yes, this bed is an ayel, either by virtue of the fact that it's ten tvacham high, or by virtue of the fact that it has a flat top, or by virtue of the fact that it is kavua. Doesn't matter. You could have you could strike three. You're an ayel kavua on three counts. It still doesn't passel your yeshiva sukkah in Reb Yehuda because, in the end of the day, it's not as solid as the sukkah, and a less formidable oihel will not be mavatel a more formidable oihel like a sukkah. So, no matter which one of the violations, and even all of them, that you mess up on with this kila, you can mess up on all of the violations. Again, it's ten. Again, it's a flat roof. Again, it's kavua. Doesn't matter. Compared, compared to the sukkah, it's not as solid 
and an oihel aroi like this is not going to be mavato and oihel keva. That's the end of that gemara. So says the gemara. Also the Tanan, like we learned in the Mishnah, Amr Biudan the Hagim Ayinu. We had a mini glishan tachas a sukkah b'fnei as tachas a mitu b'fnei as kainim to sleep under the bed in front of his kainim. Okay, period. So says the Gemara like this: You just, you just drained me a cup when you could have been much more succinct. You told me it's mutter to sleep in a canopy in a sukkah, even though it's kumu, even though it's ten, even though it has a flat roof. Which you know, mamish like uh, vexed me, like what? You violated every rule. Ah, you're going like Rabbi Huda. So what do you mean to tell me? I pass like Rabbi Huda. So there's an easy way to say that. I pass like Rabbi Huda. Why are you, in effect, telling me you pass like Rabbi Huda by getting me all nervous and then answering me? Just tell me you pass like Rabbi Huda. I'll get it. Says the Gemara Valema, why don't you say Halach Rabbi Huda? Why don't you just say that Halach is like Rabbi Huda? Says the Gemara, If all it would have said is that the halach is like Rabbi Huda? That's all I would have said. Havamina, I would have said, Hadimili, Mita, that's a bed, Diligaba Asuya, which is meant to sleep on. Aval, Kila, Dilatecha Asuya, but a canopy, which is meant to sleep in a Malay. Which means, says the Gemara Rabbi Yehuda said in the second parak that a makeshift, temporary oihel, will not ruin the bigger picture, the yeshiva sukkah, of a more permanent oihel. So I could explain that two ways. I could say that because under no circumstances is the oihel you're in, since it's shavacher, going to be mavatal the sukkah. Or I could have explained like this. You know why you're allowed to sleep under a bed? Not because you're able to sleep in an oil aroi versus an oil keva. It's because you're a weirdo. You're not using the oil properly. A bed is meant to sleep on, not meant to sleep under. So when you're sleeping under a bed, you know why it's not mavatal the oil of the sukkah? Because you're using it improperly. You know why you're sleeping under the bed? doesn't mavatl you're sleeping in the sukkah because you are using a bed improperly so improper use of an oihel isn't mavatl the greater oihel but we learned back then that you do use the under the bed oh well so the Gemara said it's used for shoes the right, that's but the point is that yeah, but the, 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 the Gemara said that's not the main use of it but the point is that you're saying that you no the Gemara agreed to this Kasha <laughs> The Gemara agreed to this question. The right. Gemara said it's only because we brought a pasuk that called the back of a cow right. schach right. that Don't we rejected right. that that the cow is better. But Bamis, we agreed to this far. So says the Gemara, if we would not say Rabbi Yehuda by a kila, I could have limited Rabbi Yehuda's psak that yes, Rabbi does say over there sleeping in an oihel aroi is not mavatel your yeshiva sukkah. Doesn't ruin your your sitting in a greater oil. You know why? Not just because one oil is better than the other, because you're improperly using this oil. Because since you're sleeping under a bed, not on a bed, the improper use of an oil isn't mavatal the yeshiva sukkah. 
But let's say you would use an oil properly. Then Rabbi Huda would say, no, no, no. Even though there's a better oil, it's not mavato. So if you have over here a canopy, the proper use of a canopy is to sleep in a canopy. So here, yes, it's an oil aroi, but you're using it properly. You're using it the right way. So I could have thought that proper use of an oil aroi is mavato, the oil keva, is mavato the sukkah. I could have reasoned that since you're using the canopy properly, it's mavatli shiva sukkah, and simply paskining like Rabbi Huda by the bed would not convey this point. Because you could have understood Rabbi Huda by the bed as, since you're using it wrong, improperly, that's why it's not mavatli. So I have to tell you over here that no, even though this isn't oihel, it's tenfachim high, it's kavua, it's flat on top, and you're using it properly, Still, Rabbi Huda says it's not mavatol the sukkah. Kamash Malan says the Gemara. Time of Rabbi Huda. The real reason of Rabbi Huda is delay asi oihel aroi that under any circumstances the shivacher oihel, the weaker oihel, is not mavatol oihel keva, the big, real, solid oihel of the sukkah. Loishnamita. It doesn't matter when you're using it improperly, like sleeping under a bed. Loishna oihel. Loishna kila. It doesn't matter a canopy when you're using it properly. You're sleeping inside a canopy, and therefore he's paskining like he's paskining like Rabbi Huda, which we don't paskin like, but he's paskining like Rabbi Huda. End of end of that sugya. So I was gonna do the Mishnah, but Lamai said this was hard to you know. It's, you know, we won't, we won't accomplish what you're doing. So we now finished in the second half of the second parak when we're moving on to Schach. So we're, we're getting closer and closer to the heart of the matter. Like Mishnayis always do, they always start at the outside and get closer to the center. So we started by making a perfectly kosher sukkah in a bad place. We then got to making a kosher sukkah and ruining the Schach. And we then got to a third case of ruining a kosher sukkah, not by ruining the sukkah, someone else could be yet in the sukkah, but you ruined it by where you sat in a bed. Now we're ready to go to the next Mishnah about Mamish Pasling Yisrach. So we had last time the Gemara, I mean, backtrack to the Mishnah. Once again, the Mishnah said two types of tzulim. Type number one is when you passel the schach. I mean, the Mishnah before that said you made a sukkah in a bad place. The next Mishnah said how you passel the schach. You didn't make a sukkah in a bad place, you made a sukkah in a fine place. You passel the schach. How do you passel good schach? Because you put a sheet over it or under it, either to stop the sun or to catch the falling leaves, so then you passel the schach. We said there's another kind of psul. If you make a sukkah, if you make an oihel inside your sukkah, and in that gemara, in that mishnah, we're mechalic between a two-post canopy which doesn't have a roof, and a four-post canopy which does, and the Gemara on Yudam Base, which we started Thursday night, we continued su- Sunday night, the Gemara said <coughs> that it's Mutter Lishan Bikila in a sukkah. That even though it's four posts, you can sleep underneath it in a sukkah. And 
The first version, I say that because we're going to have the second version in a minute. The first version of that Gemara made two qualifications in order for that to be true. Number one, that it's under 10 Tfachim. If the posts are over 10 Tfachim, then no matter what their strength is, no matter how strong they are, the Sukkah's possible or your yeshiva sukkah is possible because you're in an IL. And the second possible psul, you don't need both of these. Either of them could possible. The second possible psul was that they're too strong. They're kavua. If they're too kavua, then that possibles it. So that Gemara learned that there's two ways to make an IL out of a four-post canopy, either by having ten tfachim or by being strong enough. That was the first version of that Gemara. On the top of Yeralaf of Yeralaf, where we are, second line of the Gemara, the Gemara says like this, another version, which is going to start off the same way, but it's going to be much more makel because it's only going to have one version of psul. It's going to have one way of pasling. Rather than, the more ways you can pasle a sukkah, the more machmer you'll be. This way is going to have less ways that that kila can become, can pasle your yeshiva sukkah. Says the Gemara. Lo shenach. Amri lo. We said it another way. Amr v'yehuda mashmul mutter lishan bekilas chasanim besukkah. A person can sleep in Akilas Chasanim. So Rashi says, Rashi says that this Kila. What's your problem? There's no shoe last night? Oh. Sorry, I'm good morning. Hey, yeah. That was him? My kid was sick, I didn't show up. Oh. I didn't come to see him, whatever. When Ellie told you that scene, you said maybe you'll show up. So I That's figured right. the it maybe started, was in the sky. It started at 7 p.m. I figured it would be sure at 15. Oh. Nobody, Ellie didn't post that there was no sure. You think you're going to do it this year? This is on tape, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're going to figure out why you're starting at the top of Sunday night. So this <laughs> the lines are still on the clock. Uh, the lines are still on the clock. Don't, <laughs> don't tell nothing. We all did this. We're just Chazar. Figure this out. Chazar is good. Chazar is good. Everyone could use the Chazar. And if we could do a Yid a favor. Even so we're better. doing a Yid a favor. Even better. So everyone, like, act alive. So <laughs> we did not bring leftovers for you. I'm sorry. I was going to bring that up. <laughs> I was thinking about like this. Lashon Acher, that Shmuel was not commenting on a regular kila, on a regular flat top type of canopy. He said, Kilas Chasanim. Says Rashi, what's a Kilas Chasanim? Rashi's in the second to last wide line on top. Ain't a Kishar Kila. It's not a regular old canopy. It has no top. It has no flat top. Yes, it four post. It's around the bed. This has the advantage of being like a two post canopy that 
it doesn't have any flat roof. I don't know how you have four posts and they're all slanty, but I didn't work out the, the uh, practicalities of the matter, but I don't know, maybe they're at different levels. <coughs> maybe like one side of the bed is, is like higher than the other and the whole thing is slanty. Um, I don't know if that ruins an ohel. It probably depends on the slope. I don't know if maybe there's more than four posts. So it's like, you know, it's like uh, the Verrazano Bridge is going like this, you know, like all the things, it's ne you know, it's never straight. It goes up and then down. I don't know. But there are four posts and it's never flat. Says, do you, you have a picture in your Gemara? F sure. No, None of this. No. Well, you see, <laughs> they also didn't know exactly what it was. <laughs> says, says the Gemara, because it has no roof. Even though it's ten, even though it's ten tall. Why do you have to say that? Because, because we said that Nakhleten are usher if they're ten. We said that even something without a flat roof, this is a massive chiddush. We said. A flat roof could be possible either by being ten or by being kavua. A two-poster, which means no flat roof, is possible. Is possible if it's over ten. We're saying now, even if it's over ten and it's four posts, since it doesn't have a flat roof, it's kosher. To which the Gemara says, "What are you talking about?" Well, first of all, it says if you sleep in it, this is the same kasha we asked the other sugya. If you sleep in a kila, it's possible. So when I said that's hachmaskin kshiyesh lagag, I don't even have to say ten. I, I never talked about a flat top. If it has a flat top, it's possible. I agree with that. Now, Toshma asks the Gemara another proof. Naklitim shnaim, when a bed has two posts, that's called naklitin. Naklitin is shnaim. Vikinaifis arb. And a four-post canopy is called kinefis. Pirasagabi kinefis, if you spread out the canopy sheet on top of the four posts, it's psula. Agabi nakliten kshera. Nakliten, it's kosher, yeah, because it doesn't have a gag, but adds the brysa, a stipulation. Ubilvad shelo yu nakliten gavayim aramita asar tfachim. As long as they're not asar tfachim high. So says the Gemara, I, I have you pretty much cornered here. Because your rationale to permit a kilas chasanim, because it has no gag. So you said it's okay, even if it's over 10. Well, look at Nakhleetim. They're okay because they have no gag, as long as they're not 10. So you see you're wrong, says the Gemara. <coughs> If they are ten high, it's possible. Ah, al pisha ain't gag. Says the Gemara, "Shani nakliten dekvi." No, nakliten are solid. Nakliten are strong, so they passle even though they're even though they're only two. Even though there's no roof, they passle once it's ten. So says the Gemara. Oh. So you just crossed over from being not kavua to kavua, then didn't we have a rule that if it's not kavua, that if, sorry, if it is kavua, 
it's possibly even less than 10. You can't have it both ways. You're trying to defend yourself that the reason, even though it doesn't have a roof, it could become possible, is because it's kavua. Whoa, if it's kavua, it should be possible with even less than 10. Says the Gemara, ikvi. Someone says, ikvi, if they are so kavua, if they're also strong, let them be like four posts, and there should be puzzle, even if there's not ten. <coughs> so the Gemara says, no, legabe kinaifas likvi, legabe kvi, legabe kilikvi. It's all relative. It's all relative. It depends what you're comparing it to. A kavua two post in comparison to a kavua four post, no, that's not kavua, so it needs ten. But a kavua, but it's more kavua than a kila, even a kila's chasanim, which even though it's four, still isn't possible unless it's ten. So, just to review tonight's lashon, we can go to the next opinion. Just to to review tonight's lashon, tonight's lashon said that a four post is butter to sleep in, even though it can be ten tefach, because it has no flat top. Which is ah. You're trying to tell me that since it's not flat, it's okay even if it's more than 10. What about a two-post bed, which we called Nakhleton, which is possible if it's 10? No, that's because it's Kavua. Well, one second. You said this is not Kavua, that is Kavua. If it is Kavua, then this... So I says there's three levels of Kavua. There's Kavua, four-post Kavua, like Kinaifis, that's possible even less than 10. There's two-post Kavua, that's possible if it's 10. And then there's Kila, which is so not Kavua, that even though it's four posts, since it's A, not Kavua, and B, not flat, it's kosher even above 10. It's kosher even above 10. So the difference between tonight's Lashen, and, la- and last night's Lashen, and two nights ago's Lashen is, two nights ago's Lashen didn't discuss something above 10. Once it was above 10, I don't care. I don't care if it's Kavua or not Kavua, it's possible. Tonight, even if it's above 10, it's kosher. Why not because it's arguing? Because it's not, not a flat roof. It's not a flat roof. So bottom line, just to confuse you, like this. If it's flat, either could possible it. That was Thursday, that was Sunday night's lotion. If it's flat, either could possible it. Ten or kavua. If it's kavua, two, then ten possible it. If it's not kavua and not flat, then it's kosher even above 10. If it's not kavua and not flat, then it's even kosher above 10. That is those two Lashaymas. Says the Gemara, and finally a Lashon that argues. Darash, Rabba, Baravhuna, the exact opposite. Mutter, Lishan, Bikila, you're allowed to sleep in a canopy. Even though it's flat, Top has a roof. Even though it's above 10. That violates everything. Meaning it violates the last sugya because the last sugya was talking about something that's not Kavua, but if it's Kavua, you're out. Violates two sugyas go on two, on two counts. It violates two sugyas go on two counts. Two sugyas go said either one can you up Kavua or 10. This one is saying it is Kavua and it is 10 and it is flat and it's still kosher. Says where you know why? Because it's in Shittas Rabbi Yehuda. Command Rabbi Yehuda, like the sheet of Rabbi Yehuda that we had in the first mission and the second parak. 
The Amar that Rabbi Huda Shita is a temporary, a not real oil, like a bed, cannot come and be mavatal a sukkah. So Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda, we said in the second barrack, holds that, yes, this bed is an oil, either by virtue of the fact that it's ten tvaham high, or by virtue of the fact that it has a flat top, or by virtue of the fact that it is kavua. Doesn't matter. You can have, you can strike three. You're an ayhel kavua on three counts. It still doesn't possible you yeshiva sukkah in Rabbi Yehuda because in the end of the day, it's not as solid as the sukkah and a less formidable ayhel will not be mevatel a more formidable ayhel like a sukkah. So no matter which one of the violations and even all of them, that you mess up on with this kila, you can mess up on all of the violations. Again, it's 10. Again, it's a flat roof. Again, it's kavua. Doesn't matter. Compared, compared to the sukkah, it's not as solid. And an oiho aroi like this is not going to be mavato and oiho keva. That's the end of that gemara. So, says the gemara, like we learned in the Mishnah, we had a minute to sleep under the bed in front of this kainim. Okay, period. So says the Gemara, you just, you just drained me a cup when you could have been much more succinct. You told me it's mutter to sleep in a canopy, in a sukkah, even though it's kumu, even though it's ten, even though it has a flat roof. Which, you know, mamish like uh, vexed me. Like, what? You violated every rule. Ah, you're going like Rabbi Huda. So what do you mean to tell me? I pass like Rabbi Huda. So there's an easy way to say that. I pass like Rabbi Huda. Why are you, in effect, telling me you pass like Rabbi Huda by getting me all nervous and then answering me? Just tell me you pass like Rabbi Huda. I'll get it. Says the Gemara Valema, why don't you say halach Rabbi Huda? Why don't you just say that halach is like Rabbi Huda? Says the Gemara, Omer halach Rabbi Huda. If all it would have said is that the halach is like Rabbi Huda, that's all I would have said. Havamina, I would have said, Hadimili, Mita, that's a bed, Diligaba Asuya, which is meant to sleep on. Aval, Kila, Dilatoicha Asuya, but a canopy which is meant to sleep in a Maloy. Which means, says the Gemara as follows. Rabbi Yehuda said in the second parak that a makeshift, temporary oyel, will not ruin the bigger picture, the yeshiva sukkah, of a more permanent oyel. So I could explain that two ways. I could say that because under no circumstances is the oyel you're in, since it's shavacher, going to be mavatal the sukkah. Or I could have explained like this. You know why you're allowed to sleep under a bed? Not because you're able to sleep in an oil aroi versus an oil keva. It's because you're a weirdo. You're not using the oil properly. A bed is meant to sleep on, not meant to sleep under. So when you're sleeping under a bed, you know why it's not mavatal the oil of the sukkah? Because you're using it improperly. You know why you're sleeping under the bed 
doesn't mavatl your sleeping in the sukkah because you are using a bed improperly. So improper use of an oihel isn't mavatl the greater oihel. But we learned back then that you do use the under the bed. Oh, well, so the Gemara said it's used for shoes. Right, that's but the like, point is that... Yeah, but the, 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 the Gemara said that's not the main use of it. But the point is that you're saying that... You no, the Gemara agreed, agreed to this kasha. The Gemara agreed to this kasha. The Gemara said it's only because we brought a Pusik that called the back of a cow, schach, right, right. that Don't we rejected, right. that, that the cow is better. But Bamas, we agreed to this far. So says the Gemara, if we would not say Rabbi Huda by a kila. I could have limited Rabbi Huda's psaq that yes, Rabbi does say over there, sleeping in an oihel aroi is not mevatel your yeshiva sukkah. Doesn't ruin your, your sitting in a greater oihel. You know why? Not just because one oihel is better than the other, because you're improperly using this oihel. Because since you're sleeping under a bed, not on a bed, the improper use of an oihel isn't mavatal the yeshiva sukkah. But let's say you would use an oihel properly, mm-hmm. then Rabbi Huda would say, no, 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 even though there's a better oihel, it's not mavatal. So if you have over here a canopy, the proper use of a canopy is to sleep in a canopy. So here, yes, it's an oihel aroi, but you're using it properly. You're using it the right way. So I could have thought that proper use of an oihel aroi is mavatal, the oihel keva is mevatel the sukkah. I could have reasoned that since you're using the canopy properly, it's mevatel yeshiva sukkah, and simply paskining like Rabbi Huda by the bed would not convey this point. Because you could have understood Rabbi Huda by the bed as, since you're using it wrong, improperly, that's why it's not mevatel. So I have to tell you over here that no, even though this isn't oihel, it's tentvachim high, it's kavua, it's flat on top, and you're using it properly, still Rabbi Huda says it's not mavatal the sukkah. Kamash Malan says the Gemara, time with Rabbi Huda. The real reason of Rabbi Huda is the le'asi oihel aroi, that under any circumstances, the shivacher oihel, the weaker oihel, is not mavatal oihel keva, the big, real, solid oihel of the sukkah. Loishnamita, it doesn't matter when you're using it improperly, like sleeping under a bed. Loishna oihel, loishna kila, it doesn't matter a canopy. When you're using it properly, you're sleeping inside a canopy. And therefore, he's paskining like, he's paskining like Rabbi Huda, which we don't paskin like, but he's paskining like Rabbi Huda. End of, end of that sugya. So I was gonna do the Mishnah, but Lamai said this was hard to, you know, it's, you know, we won't, we won't accomplish what you're doing. So we now finished in the second half of the second parak when we're moving on to Schach. So we're, we're getting closer and closer to the heart of the matter. Like Mishnahis always do. They always start at the outside and get closer to the center. So we started by making a perfectly kosher sukkah in a bad place. We then got to making a kosher sukkah and ruining the Schach. And we then got to a third case of ruining a kosher sukkah, not by ruining the sukkah, someone else could be yetzin the sukkah, but you ruined it by where you sat in a bed. Now we're ready to go to the next mission about mamish pasling v'schach. Okay, so before we say a dry tire, let's do a little bit of Gemara. Um, so we're in the middle of a Mishnah. Now the Mishnah introduced a psul 
to a sukkah, which according to Rashi was that you're not allowed to have your schach be mechubr lekarka. That even though the schach has to be gidule karka, schach has to have come from the ground once upon a time, it cannot be connected anymore. Now that led to another issue in Rashi, which means a guy took a tree, a branch, a vine, schlepped it onto his sukkah, and used it as schach. So, Basher Husham, it's definitely puzzle because it's mechobar lekarka. The Mishnah says if you cut it, it's kosher. The Gemara then said, not so fast. Not so fast. Just cutting it <coughs> will not suffice because you still don't have an asiyah of a sukkah. Your sukkah became made retroactively rather than made, I guess the opposite of retroactively is proactively. You need to proactively make a sukkah. A sukkah cannot be made retroactively. You cannot back into a sukkah being made. You have to put schach on, <coughs> on a sukkah. You can't have something that's on four walls and it become schach through other means. So therefore, there's a psul of tasalei So therefore, the Gemara required, the Gemara required not only for you to cut the vine off the vine, the Gemara required also an additional asiyah by lifting up each piece of schach and putting it back down, and then you made a sukkah. Now, the, the chiddush in that was that, hey, what about cutting it? Isn't simply the act of cutting it also a maisa? Isn't simply cutting it also a maisa? So the Gemara said, no, it's not. This is considering cutting not a maisa. And we got into a problem that you said that that's Rav Shita, Really, it's not. That's Shmuel Shita. Rav holds simply cutting it is enough. And we said last night a case where um, Rav Amram Chsida made tzitzis for his wife's talis by just simply putting one string through the hole several times and then at the end snipping it on the bottom. There's no asiya. But Rav said simply cutting it is fine. So we saw in Rav Shita that cutting it can make a, is called an asiyah. So we said, in Rav, simply cutting it would be fine. So back to our case, if a person schlepped vines onto his sukkah and simply cut them, Rav would say, that's fine. Ah, where's your asiyah sukkah? Should I tell you where your asiyah sukkah is? Your asiyah sukkah is the act of cutting. Shmuel says the act of cutting is not an asiyah sukkah, so you have a sukkah that was never made. It's a psul of tasvlim and asiy, and therefore your sukkah is possible. Now, we said that Shmuel holds cutting is not good. That's where we're going to start tonight. Says the Gemara, five, six lines from the bottom of Yedalaf and Aleph, Visavar Shmuel, the Shmuel hold. Really? 
Shmuel would argue on that. You're saying Shmuel, and you're blaming this requirement to lift up each piece of schach on Shmuel. You're saying Shmuel holds simply cutting something is not a maisa. Now we go back to Tzitzis to figure this out because Tzitzis is a, tzitzis is a great place to look when you're looking for the dinam of Tasleim and Asim because the Torah says, Gedilim Taslecha, that you have to make Tzitzis. There needs to be an Asiyah. So also by Tzitzis, you can't have, also by Tzitzis, you can't have a retroactive making of Tzitzis. You know, so for instance, let's say you would take a, you would take a tablecloth and you'd cut out in the tablecloth a dollar confis. You'd cut out a talus from the tablecloth and then you'd cut out along the edges perfect tzitzis. Then you'd like make a corner. You can't do that. You have to take something that is four corners and make tzitzis in the corner of the baguette. You can't have something that was part of the baguette and then call it tzitzis later. That's taslim and awesome. So let's go back to tzitzis. Says the Gemara like this. Shmuel dealt with someone that had a great innovation. You take, let's say, your tzitzis, and you take the two front corners, and you tie you know, the, the right amount of strings, four strings between the two. You make tzitzis on each one of them, and then you snip it. And then it reverts to being four corners. You take the two corners at first, put them together, loop the tzitzis through, do all the jobs, then, at the end, just snip it, and then it turns into two tzitzis. Says the Gemara, V'hatani Shmuel. Shmuel learnt, Mishum Rebchiyeh, Hittel l'shnei karanais bevasachas. If a person put in tzitzis in two corners of a baguette at once, so it's not for a certain amount of time, your baguette, you didn't make tzitzis in the four corners of your baguette. You made tzitzis in two corners at once. That's not making tzitzis. But at the end, you did a snip. You did a cut. So the question is, is cutting enough to be called an asiyah? Now we're expecting Shmuel to say no. Because you said that Shmuel is the one that would require not just cutting the vine off the tree, but cutting the vine off the tree and lifting up each piece of schach again. Because Shmuel's cutting is not a maisa. So I'm expecting my tzitzis, when you did this innovation of making two corners at once and looping it through and looping it through and then cutting it, I'm expecting Shmuel to say that that's bad. Because I'm expecting Shmuel not to hold cutting to be a maisa. You need to actually tie it to be a maisa. Says the Gemara, "Ba'atani Shmuel mishum Rebchia hitol shnei karanis bevasachas ba'acher kach pasak roshe chutin shalhen." And then you cut the edges, the heads of the strings. It's k'sherin, it's kosher. So says the Gemara, "My love, can I not assume for the time being shekaisher ba'acher kach pasak? You did everything. You put." The strings through the holes tied all of the knots and loops on both sides and then cut it. So everything was done when it wasn't four corners 
and simply you cut it afterwards, which would be a test case if cutting is an asiya. Says the Gemara, no. I'll tell you why Shmuel said it's kosher. Like, Shepaisek, you simply put the strings in, then you cut it, then you tied it normally. So of course that works over there. Because the cutting is not the action you did. The cutting is not the asiya of the tzitzis. The cutting is a great picture. The cutting, sorry, the cutting was after you tied it. So here's, here's when you put them through at once. Sorry, just doing your mom. Oh, you have this. And then, like, you cut it afterwards. So it wasn't a four-corner event when you did it. You tied it together. <laughs> so it says Mar, no, of course Shmuel would say it's no good if you tied all the knots and all the loops before you cut it. Because cutting is not a mice, and then you have no kosher mice of tzitzis on the four corners. So when it says, Leisha, Paisach, you first cut it, Va'acher kach kosher. Says the Gemara. Says the Gemara. Really? You need to tell me that? Says the Gemara. Kosher. Paisach, Va'acher kach kosher. If you cut it, then you tie it. Mila Memra. What's the Chiddush? You're telling me a great Chiddush. You put in strings in your tzitzis, you cut them, and then you tie your tzitzis properly, it's kosher. Well, duh. That's perfect. You tie your tzitzis after you had four corners. Of course that's good. You're telling me, Shmuel is telling me a grisachish. Shmuel is telling me that even if you put in your tzitzis, you cut them, and then you tie them properly when it's four distinct corners, your tzitzis is kosher. Of course they're kosher. If you would have told me the other way, that it's all tied and everything is perfect, and then you cut it, ooh, that's a chiddush, that's a chiddush, that cutting is called a maisa. Now, that would be a problem with Ashmore over here, but at least it would be a chiddush. But in order to avoid a problem over here, in order to avoid a steer in Shmuel, whether or not cutting is called a maisa, in order to avoid a steer in Shmuel about whether or not cutting is a maisa, you're coming and you're saying, no, he cut it before he tied it. Well, then of course it's kosher tzitzis. That's like a perfect way to make it. Sumar says, What's the chiddish? Sumar says, I may think, but inon kanaf bishas psil. Not only do you need to tie the tzitzis when there are four distinct corners, you need to put in the strings when there are four distinct corners. And that you don't have in that case. Because in your case, you're right, you tied it, you tied it after you cut it. But when you put it in, but when you put it in, it wasn't four distinct corners. You looped it around and you made two corners into one. You didn't have a corner when you put in the strings. Now we see from here a very, very important halach and tzitzis that, that the making of tzitzis is not when you put the strings through the hole. It's when you tie the strings. So all halachas of tzitzis making, number one, that there has to be a corner when you make tzitzis. Number two, very important, you need l'shma by tzitzis. What Shmuel is telling me now, what Shmuel is telling me now is, it is not ma'akev what you did when you put the strings in. 
When you put the strings in, I don't care if it was Lashmar or not. When you put the strings through the hole, I don't care if it was four corners or not. Any halach of tzitzis doesn't start with the putting in of the strings. Any halach of tzitzis starts with the tying of the knot. And so everything's good, which means Shmuel holds cutting is not, is, is not a maisa. So by schach, simply cutting it will not do for your schach. You have to pick up each piece of schach and put it back down to constitute a mice. Simply cutting is not a mice. By tzitzis, if you'd make tzitzis and then cut it, shmuel would hold simply cutting it is not a mice. But if you put in the strings and then cut it before you tied it, then you have fine tzitzis. Ah, when you put in the strings, it wasn't four corners. Or for instance, when you put in the strings, it wasn't lishma. It doesn't matter. Because the act of making tzitzis is not the act of putting in the strings. The act of making tzitzis is the act of tying the knot. When we talk about the kesher elyon, when we talk about tying the tzitzis, that's the point at which tzitzis becomes tzitzis, and that's the point at which all the halachas start happening. And that's why Shmuel, cutting won't help. Tying is the only thing that counts. And as long as you have four corners, when you start tying first knot, everything is good. Okay. Okay, so... Don't worry. That's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we'll do it after. So we're in the middle of a sugya as follows. The Taira, whenever it says a lashon of asiya, you have to make something. So then the item has to be made. This is going to sound simple. The item has to be made as the item. So for instance, the Taira says, Gidil Tassel, make yourself tzitzis. So tzitzis have to be made Something else cannot turn into tzitzis without an asiyah. Tzitzis have to be actively made. You can't have <coughs> something else and then, voila, that turned into tzitzis, even though it looks 100% kosher. You could show it to somebody now and it looks like mine and yours tzitzis, but it's not, it wasn't made as tzitzis. That's the psal of Taslim and Asa. And we have this psal by Sukkah as well. Sukkah and tzitzis are the main places we find the psul, that if something was not made as a sukkah, if something was not made as tzitzis, then it cannot turn into tzitzis or a sukkah later. So for instance, the case of our Mishnah, the case of our Mishnah, you had sukkah that was possible because the schach was mechobar lekarka. Now the question became, if, for instance, it became not mechubra with no maisa, if let's say the tree just died and fell, then your sukkah is not good. Even though right now your schach is not mechubra even though right now your sukkah has no psulim, your sukkah has no psulim, but since it wasn't made as a sukkah with schach that is not mechubra then the sukkah is possible. That's the psal of Tasleim and Asa. The question became, the question became, well, how little of a Misa do you need to rectify the situation? So at first the Gemara said, no. You've got to pick up each piece of schach and re-put it back down. 
Anything short of that is not an asiyah. That's an asiyah because literally you're remaking the sukkah. You're picking up the schach and putting it back down. So at first, which later turned out to be shitas shmuel, at first the Gemara said in order to make this sukkah into a sukkah, since it wasn't made as a sukkah at first, <coughs> you've got to pick up each piece of schach and put it back down to turn it into a sukkah. Rav said, no, the mere act of cutting it, when you sliced it off the tree, that constituted an asiyah. Although it's not internal to the schach, although you didn't really fix the sukkah, the cutting of the branch from the tree is enough to be called an asiyah, and now your sukkah is an asiyah. And this translates to tzitzis as well. The let's say a person made his tzitzis improperly and didn't have a mice of making his tzitzis. The question is, if when I cut it, it will turn it into four corners of tzitzis. Is that sufficient? Once again, Shmuel says, no. Just because you cut it, that doesn't count as a maisa. It doesn't count as an asiya. And Rav says that cutting it counts. And that's what we're up to. Everyone agrees that Tassalim and is puzzle. The question is, does merely cutting it rectify Tassalim and So, we are up to the top line of Yudalafa Midbase. Mesve asks the Gemara a question as follows. Talam, if a person ties his tzitzis, pasak rashe chutin shalahen, and he didn't cut off the tops, which means we know in our tzitzis, if you ever saw your tzitzis being made, a person takes four long strings, puts them through the hole then ties the longest one around, does all the ties and the knots, and then turns those four strings into eight strings and has ties. Let's say a person puts one string through that hole and loops it back and forth four times. So you really have one string in there. You should have four. After he finishes the whole process, <coughs> he has four strings doubled over. He goes and snips each bottom. So it looks like your tzitzis and my tzitzis. There's eight strings there now. It wasn't made as eight strings. It was cut into eight strings. So here we mamish have a test case for our machlekes. Rav should say that's fine. Rav would say that's fine. Where is the maisa making your tzitzis? The cutting of it. Shmuel say, I'm sorry. Cutting it doesn't count as a maisa. The maisa of tzitzis has to be the kshira of four strings. But says the Gemara, Talon brings a price if you hung them and you never cut off the edges psulin they're possible somewhere says myla psulin la'ilam myla psulin la'ilam is it not possible forever and tiyofta derab which means I'm sorry once you once you cut it once you cut it it's possible I don't care there's no way to fix it by cutting it the chief the driver will be upshlag and rav who says cutting it counts. No, no. My psulin. What does it mean? Pasul psulin achiyafsiku. Pasul until you cut it. No, it's pasul now because because it's one long string. It's not pasul forever. You could fix the taslim and osi by simply cutting the ends. Cut the ends and it's kosher. Because rav wants to work it out that cutting it counts. Shmuel Amar, no, no, no. 
It's possible forever. Because what could you do at this point? What could you do at this point? You can't re-put them in. You could cut them. Sorry, cutting doesn't count as a maisa. So once again, Shmuel and Rav reiterate their machlekes. Whether or not cutting retroactively counts as a maisa. And now we're going to have a bunch of shittas that pile on and agree to Shmuel. Says the Gemara of Achein Amar Levi. They're puzzle forever. I, why isn't cutting them an option? Because Levi argues. And Levi holds that cutting doesn't count as a maisa. This is in the name of Shmuel, this makes sense. Some say it another way. With me, I had a case like this that I put in the tzitzis and I put in the tzitzis and I came from Shmuel and I said, listen, I put it in as one string. I made it. Is there any way to fix this? Because Shmuel knew that at this point, the only trick you have left in your bag is to cut it. And Shmuel Ishitase holds that cutting does not constitute an asiyah, and therefore they are puzzle la'ilam. There's no way to fix it. Says the Gemara. Okay. Now we're going to really nail Rav. Meisvei. Ask Gemara a question from Abraisa. Talon, you put in the string. Again, you didn't put in four strings like you should have. You put in one long string and looped it through and through and through four times. And then you cut off the edges. It is psulin. So now, no, 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 you can't say it's possible until you cut it. It says here, you cut it. It's still possible. Now, what's the only way to understand this? The only way to understand this is that this is Shmuel and Rob's in trouble. Which means you put in the strings. They weren't put in, right? Because it was one string. So you have no asiyah. You then cut it. So what do you have over here? You have the only asiyah that you have is cutting it. And yet, it still says it's possible. Rav is in trouble. Rav will tell you, no. A cutting counts as an asiyah. And therefore, yes, my initial putting in didn't count. But my subsequent cutting should have counted as a maise. So why is it puzzle? So that is kasha number one on Rav. It's, uh, you know, very, very hard to answer that. Va'id tanya, gabe Also, we learned in a brysa about sukkah. That was about tzitzis, now we learn a brysa about sukkah. It says in the Torah, tase, you should make a sukkah. And whenever the Torah says tase, we make a drasha, v'loy min and not from something that became made without an asiyah. Mikan Amru, from here they said, and this is our Mishnah, if you schlep on top of a sukkah, you bend on a sukkah, a vine, a cucumber vine, an ivy vine, and you put more schach on it, it's psul. Now, what is the case that this Bryce is talking cuts its son if you didn't cut it. Well, why that's not Taslimanasi. That's possible because it's still Mukhabalakarka. My area Mishum Tasavlaimanasui. Why does the Brysa label the Psul if they're still attached to the ground as Taslimanasui? Tape glade the Tell me it's possible. Because it's still mechobel karka. 
Ella Bishakatsa. Ella Bishakatsa. It's going where you did cut it. So now we're in trouble. Which means we have a price that says that says there's a psul by sukkah called Tasle Minasa. That it was made and it turned into a sukkah rather than being made as a sukkah. Right. Now, it can be Mechobla Karka because then it wouldn't label the psul Tasle Minasa. So, what must have happened? You put it on the sukkah and then you just cut it. And now the question is does cutting constitute a misa? And that's the case the Bryce is talking about. And what does the Bryce say? Sorry, it's possible. What is that telling us? It's telling us that cutting it, that cutting it is not sufficient a misa. So we have two Bryce's against Rob. We have a Bryce of Aitzitzis that says Mephorish. We have a Bryce of Aitzitzis that says Mephorish. If you put it as one long string and then you cut them, it doesn't work telling us cutting is not a Misa. And then we have this Bryce of Misa that says it's still Tassel Manasi. Now what's it talking? It can't be talking where you didn't cut it. That's Pashat. So it is talking where you cut it. And it still calls it Tassel Manasi. So we see two independent Bryce's, one by Titus, one by Sukkah, that calls cutting not sufficient a Misa in order to exempt you from Tassel Manasi. Cutting still is a problem of Tassel Manasi. Says the Gemara, Bishmamina, the Loyamrina, we do not say Kitsitsasan, cutting them, Zuhi Asiyasan, counts as an Asiya. Viti Yufta de Rav, it's a Kashan Rav. So, first, the Gemara is going to answer the Sukkah one. Omal Harav, Rav will answer you. Hach Bemaeskinan. Um, so I have no single word in English to describe it, but you'll all understand what I'm talking about. When you have, um, you know, I don't know if you ever, like I have in front of my front door a tree. So in the summer, like when the leaves bring it high, it's higher. When the, like in the winter, it like droops down. So like sometimes like hits me in the head, like especially if I'm wearing a hat. So you know, try cracking off a branch. So sometimes... Like if it's cold enough or it's dead enough, a branch cracks off. That, that's like a katsitsa. You see, especially if you do with a saw, you see like a good cut. Like here's where the branch was, there's, it's off. Sometimes, if you break a branch off of a tree, and it's like a, like a healthy tree, and it's nice and soft and it's the summer, so you break it off, and then like, you're pulling for three feet, and it's like peeling and getting thinner and thinner and thinner and thinner, till finally the branch comes off, and you have like basically, it took two feet to cut through one inch, so like the mukem the point of cutting, is not very very clear. It's not a clean cut. It's a very 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 messy cut, but more importantly. It doesn't look like there was ever any cut. It looks, and I was imagine if the two things would be in place, and that's how you cut it. It wouldn't look cut. If you have, if you have a log, and you slice it with a chainsaw, that looks like it's cut. There's like a very noticeable severage that you have one part over here, one part over here, and a slice in the middle. That's a noticeable cut. 
Shlefinu Shalufi is like when you rip it, but like it like it takes a lot of distance to get through the thin thing. That's called Shlefinu Shalufi. You cut it very, very not straight and not precise. Says the Gemara, Delay Minker, Delay Minker, Says the Gemara like this. Rav will tell you cutting it counts as a mice. Cutting it counts as a mice. But, explains the Marsha, if you want to have Tasli Minasi, if you need a mice over here, it has to be a noticeable, discernible mice. So says the Gemara, Rav is fine. Rob will tell you cutting it is fine. You know why that brysa says cutting it never counts as a misa? You don't have any mice to say, oh, that was my mice of making a sukkah? Because your misa is indiscernible, untellable. No one can tell that, that a misa happened. I don't, I don't see any slice in that branch. You know, it looks, you know, over there it's attached, and like there it's not, and there it takes a long time, it's like peeling off. Doesn't, show me, show me the slice. Show me the mokem chetach. Show me where it was cut. You can't. It, it gets thinner and it gets peeled and it starts there and ends there. It's not a clean slice. It's not a crisp slice. So says the Gemara, there, even Rav admits that it's not called, even Rav admits that it's not called an asiyah. It's fascinating because the Marshal explains we're talking about a diraisa. But, but appearances usually associate how it looks with the Durabana. The Marsha says, since you need Taslim and Asi, so you need a Maisa Nicker. If the Maisa is not Nikaris, if the Maisa is not obvious and apparent, then even Midairaisa doesn't count as a Maisa. So you could have Rav holds, cutting does count as a Maisa. Normally cutting it would make the Sukkah Kasher, but here it's not here it's not, a, uh, it's not a noticeable enough cut, and therefore even Rav could agree your sukkah is still possible. That is how we answer the sukkah part of it. We have two questions. We ask a question from Tzitzis, we ask a question from sukkah. The question from sukkah says that it's possible because of Tassel Menasi. Aye, it has to be when it's cut, so why is it still possible because of Tassel Menasi? Says the Gemara, Rav is fine. Cutting it is usually okay when you do a cut. When you do a shlafinu shalufi that you're, if you peel it like that, that's not called a cut. Why does he even cut the tree like that? Because, um, cut the tree. because, so not like a good boy scout. And like, and like, we sometimes find, you know, like, listen, you know, you've needed a branch. You're making like a barbecue and like, you know, you need something. So you need a branch. It doesn't work. You've had this. Not everyone like has like, you know, their toolbox ready with circular saws and, Zachen. I understand it, but it's interesting. In other words, if you would make a good cut, then it would be perfectly fine. Yes. Yeah, and, was, and, and this is not a Durban. If you do a bad cut, then it's okay. If you do a good cut, then it's. I mean, no, if you do it like. I mean, I don't know what bad or good is. Bad meaning. If you do a good cut, meaning solid cut, yeah. then you can use the tree. Then, then, then it's fine. And if you mess up on your cut, then you're saying. Then you're saying, yeah, you're on a schach because it's tas limit. Yeah, because. because what we're looking for here, it's fascinating because Tysus struggles with this. Tysus struggles with this. Tysus says, like, I don't understand, like, if it's really cut and cutting does count as a misa, so why does that, why is that bad? Tysus struggles with this. Tysus says two terutsim. 
In fact, one of Tesis Terutzim is like, you're right, if it's totally cut, it's always fine. What Shlafinu Shlufi means like, it's like a hangnail. It's like almost up, but it's like hanging a little bit. Because of what's bothering you, Tesis says that. But Rashi is not bothered by that. And Rashi learns Shlafinu Shlufi, that it's like peeled type of cut, and it's off. And, and we're talking in a psul rice of Tasla Minasik. So, so the Marsha has a lot of stuff to juggle. That you're right, if it's really cut, and cutting usually counts, if it's really cut and cutting usually counts, so why should the fact that it was a messy cut not count? So the Marsha explains, it's a fascinating concept, that usually appearances are tak only for a drabonan, but when you're, looking, you're cutting over here is doing two things. Number one, it's severing it from the trees, making it not mechober. Okay, that we got to agree, it's cut. But your cutting here is doing another job. Your cutting is your misa. A misa, by definition, needs to be a noticeable act. So, so the marshal says, okay, if you're being seimich on this cutting, to not only make your schach not mechober, but also to be your asiyah, it's got to be a noticeable cut. And yes, therefore, a cut that's not noticeable doesn't count as a cut. Says the more, what about the, the tzitzis one? That was like straight, mafurj. The tzitzis one said that if a person made tzitzis out of one string, looped it through, and then cut it into eight strings, it is puzzle. Now that is straight up. Cutting is not a maisa. Says the Gemara, Mikomokem tolan vacher kach posak kashalarav. What about the case of hanging the tzitzis and then cutting them? It's kashan rav, says the Gemara. Kasha, guilty as charged. I have no answer for that. I have no answer for that. Okay. Um, okay, we'll stop here. Let me move things on the thing. So, we have one more thing to do this Mishnah. So this Mishnah, we finally got to the crux of the matter of what is schach. We started in Dafiral talking about how to make schach. The first time was how to make sukkah. Talking about schach, things that pass schach from outside. We finally, at the end of this Mishnah, got to what is the criteria for schach. And we said, criteria for schach is, number one, that it grows from the ground, and number two, that it's not makabal tumah. So the Gemara asks, how do you know this? Which means, it's, it's very, very funny. The Torah just says, sit in a sukkah. Now you think when you hear the word sukkah, you're thinking walls. But we know from Rashi and Avbez, sukkah means schach. So when the Torah says this word schach, sukkah means in schach you should sit. What is schach? So we know we know that we have sukkahs in our history. We have a precedent for sukkahs. We know that when Klai Yisrael went out of Mitzrayim, this week's parasha, that they, that they lived in the Midbar in something. What was that thing that they lived in the Midbar? They lived in Ananim in the Midbar. They lived in Anane Akav. They lived in the Ananim. And the Ananim are the prototype for sukkah. They're the forerunner of what a sukkah is. 
So if I could just put my finger on what these anan and what these clouds were, then I'll know what the ingredients for a sukkah is because the Torah refers to sukkah like I know what it's talking about. And where am I supposed to know what the word sukkah means? So I look in the Torah. The Torah tells me, so the Torah is the one that put two and two together for me. The Torah said, sit in Sukkot. The Torah said, I put Klaus on Sukkot. Let's go see what those Sukkot were, and then I'll know what a Sukkot is. What were those Sukkot? They were clouds. What can I identify? What can I identify as far as a cloud in order to get guidelines for Sach? That's what the Gemara does right now. Amri Shlakish says, Reshlakish Amar Kra, the Pasik says, the Ed Yalam and Haaretz. We know in Parshas Boratius when it talks about how Kosh watered the crops, it said that a, a cloud, Yalam and Haaretz, grew from the ground. So says the Gemara, now I have the complete circle, which means, tell you the word sukkah. Both the time Terry's word sukkah was what a Kosh Baruch put us in when we came out of Mitzrayim. What a Kosh Baruch put us when we came out of Mitzrayim was clouds. If I can identify what clouds are, I know what a sukkah is. I know what schach is. There you go. The Terry Beresha says that a cloud grew from the ground. The Ed Yalam and Haaretz. And obviously it's not Makabal Tumah because Rashi says again, a big sight, there are three things on earth that are Makabal Tumah. People, food, and Caleb. So if you're not in any of those categories, you're not Makabal Tumma, or it's not Makabal Tumma. So a cloud is not a person, it's not a Kali, and it's not a food. So says the Gemara, that's where I know the two ingredients in what Schach is from a cloud. The Eid Yalam and Arts, and a cloud grew from the ground. Ma'ed, just like a cloud, Dover Shayna Makabal Tumma. It's not Makabal Tumma. And Vigidula Min Haaretz, it grew from the ground. Af Sukkah, Dabr She'en, Mekabal Tumah, Vigidula Min Haaretz. So too, a Sukkah, or Schach, is something that is not Mekabal Tumah, and it grows from the ground. Beautiful. So we have A equals B, B equals C, and C equals D. And then we have the whole Chesh. There's just one possible problem with this Chesh. Let's say the things that we were in in the Midbar, which is your raya with the word sukkah. Terah says sukkah is teisha shavas yama. What's a sukkah? Oh, it says kibas sukkah is a shavkias b'nei Yisrael. I put b'nei Yisrael in sukkahs. We were assuming that's a cloud, and then we referenced the cloud, what a cloud is, so we completed the circle. Let's say the things that HaKadosh Baruch Hu put us in when we left Mitzrayim weren't clouds. And that's a machlekes, so we're in trouble. In fact, it's a machlekes. Ha'nicha says the Gemara, leman da'amar, according to the opinion, anane kavod hayu. They were anane kavod. Which means, then you're right, the sukkahs that Hashem put us in when we left Mitzrayim were clouds. And Torah calls that a sukkah. And we know a cloud grows from the ground. And leman da'amar, sukkahs mamash asulahem. But the other opinion there is, is that a Baruch Hu actually put us in sukkahs. And we built our own sukkahs. Now, Rashi explains, that could be of any material. And maybe it's something that's makabal tumah. Maybe it's leather. Maybe it's metal. It says they were in huts. We don't know what the hut was made out of. So now, 
Michael Amemar, what are you going to say now? Which means, we're saying, you have to sin a sukkah. What's well, a sukkah? Hashem put us in a sukkah. Well, if you learned the sukkah that Hashem put us in, we're going out of a time, was a hut. How do you know that that hut is not Makabal Tum and grew from the ground? If it's a cloud, yes. You have another Pasuk that tells you clouds go from the ground and they're not Makabal Tum. But, but if, it's a, if it's a hut, how do you know what that is? Ditanya. Like we learned this in a Bryce. When the Torah says in Parshas Emar, I put Klal Yisrael in Sukkus. One Mandamar says, Anane Kavad Hayu. Divrei Rabbi Eliezer. That's Rabbi Eliezer's opinion. So like Rabbi Eliezer, it's beautiful. We mamish have one to two to three. We have mamish all the steps worked out for us. Rabbi Kiva Oimer, Sukkus Mamish Asulahem. Rabbi Kiva says that, no, Hashem made us real Sukkus. So, Hanichel or Blazer, this whole thing works out according to Blazer, El Rabbi Michael Amemar. But according to Rabbi how do you know that a sukkah, schach, cannot be makabal tumah and has to grow from the ground. You mamish have no proof, which means the Torah calls it sukkahs. Sukkahs are huts. How do you know what those huts are made out of? So the Gemara says, goodbye. We do not have that source anymore. Back to square one. We have to start again. Says the Gemara, ki asr of dimyomer b'yechanan Chag is So it says, Chag is Now, this Pasik is really just telling me to make sukkahs. Why does it have to involve the word Chag? We already talked about the keeping yontif aspect of sukkahs. We talked about keeping yontif. And now we're talking about sitting in the sukkah. Where does the word Chag come in? Says, says the Gemara, Chag is referencing Chagiga. Says the Gemara, Makish, Sukkah Chagiga. We will compare, make a hackish from Sukkah to Chagiga. Ma Chagiga, just like the Chagiga. Dabrashem Makabotoma, when it's a live animal, it's not Makabotoma. Animals, when they're alive, are not Makabotoma. When they're dead, they're food. But until their food, they're not makabotoma, vigidule min and they grow from the ground. Now Rashi goes through this. Animals being called gidule karka, it goes both ways, different, different times in shots, which means on one hand, obviously an animal doesn't grow from the ground. On the other hand, it's nourished from the ground. So if the source would be from animals, then yeah, that would be the kind of Yidule Menakarka that we're looking for, that's something that's nourished from the ground. Says Gemara, Afsuka Says the Gemara, that would be a terrible source. Because when you learn from something, you have no right to be particular. So we're learning from Chagiga. Chagiga is a live animal. How will you convince me? That tzach doesn't have to be a live animal. Which means you want to cherry pick. You want to pluck certain aspects from Chagiga, but leave other aspects out. You want to say, well, Chagiga is a dover that's not Makabotoma, and it is something that grows from the ground. That's what I want to pull out of Chagiga. Everything else, the fact that it's a live animal, 
The fact that the carbon chagig is a live animal, that I don't want. I don't want to make you need to have a live animal for schach. I don't want to pull that out. So the Gemara says, that's not fair. So that's a bad makar. Strike two. So the Gemara nixes, the Gemara nixes that. So now, says the Gemara, like, this, this answer is going to work out. Not at first, but this answer is going to work out. Kiyasa Ravin, Amar B'yechanan, Amar Kra. Says Ravin, Amar Kra. It says in the Torah, when do you make, when do you make Sukkis? Ba'aspicha, when you're gathering, when you're being ma'asek, ba'aspicha, in your gathering, megarncha from your grain, umeyikvecha, and from your wine. So says the Gemara, it says you should make a sukkah from grain and wine. Says the Gemara, bipsilas gairin v'yekav hakasav medaber. I'm going to make an assumption that it's not talking about the grain itself. It's talking about the chaff and the leftover from the grain, the garbage from the grain. And it's not talking about the wine itself. It's talking about the garbage from the wine. So the Gemara, for a second, makes an assumption. And we're going to question this assumption. But that's the Gemara's assumption now. Now then, we would have all our sources because... Let, you know, wheat husks or grape vines are gidulim and akarka, and they're not makabotoma because they're not food. And the Torah describes a sukkah by asifas garin b'yekev, ba'aspecha when you're gathering from your grain and your wine. So you take the garbage of the grain and the garbage of the wine and make a sukkah. Says the Gemara, um, maybe it means the wheat kernels and the wine itself. And then you have a makar you don't want. Then you have something that's makabotoma. Grain, which is food, is makabotoma. Wine, which is food, is makabotoma. Says the Gemara, Ve'ema gairen atzmai v'yekev atzmai. Well, maybe it says, It means the grain itself and the wine itself, and that is makabotoma. Says the Gemara, No, it can't be. Yekev, Amr Bzeira, Yekev Ksiv. It says wine. V'yef shalasachich bai. And it's impossible to make schach out of wine. Says the Gemara, a beautiful pshat. Says more like this. The Torah says you're making schach out of wine and grain. So you have two choices. Is it talking about the actual product? Or is it talking about the excess, the garbage of the product? So I wanted to be talking about the excess, the garbage. Because that's not makabotoma and it grows on the ground. You're trying to say it's talking about the actual product and the, and the actual product, and that is Makabotoma. So we're saying, how are you supposed to be Mesachach with wine? So since the Torah is suggesting you use this for schach, and you have two choices, the garbage of it or the product itself, well, the product itself is wine. And you can't use wine for schach. It'll fall. You can't use wine for schach. So therefore, since it can't mean the actual product, it has to mean... The Psalis, that's my source. Says the Gemara, Maskiflar Birmia, if your problem is only, how are you Masachich with wine? If your problem is only, wine won't work for Schach, so therefore it must be talking about the Psalis, 
there's a way to be mesachek with wine. There was this region called Sneer, and in Sneer, they would congeal the wine, and they would make it into like this jelly that you could slice it. You know like that cranberry jelly that comes in the can? So that you could like slice? It's disgusting. So, I get to... Huh? Delicious. Oh, vey. Delicious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like ocean spray? And you eat that, you eat that plain? No, no, with yeah. his turkey on Thanksgiving. Oh, you're fine with turkey, I hear. But the... In a pie or something. It's not nah. So says the Gemara. Says the Gemara. What are you talking about? Says the Gemara. Maskefler Biermia. Ve'ema yayin karush habame sneer. Maybe it means congealed wine that comes from sneer. Which means, if you're telling me that it has to be talking about the psalis, because wine is impossible to make out of schach, and that's Uriah that it's talking about psalis, not actual product, you're wrong. That's not schwer, because there is such a thing as wine that can actually be used for schach. Congealed wine that they had in sneer, congealed wine can be used for schach. So if that's your whole riot, you're in trouble. Says the Gemara, which is... Uh, which is an interesting Lashin, like, he shlugged them up. Amr of Zerah shoots, Hamil This matter was in our hands. V'asr Birmi and Rabirmiya came, V'shadabanarga, and put it in an axe. <laughs> like, in other words, like, it's interesting. We've had many Gemaras, you know, throughout our lives, that the Gemara came close, and the Gemara has the Kashan and shlugged it up. I don't know why this, the Gemara says, wow, we came so close. Because it has to be talking about garbage, because it can't be talking about wine. And he said, no, there's Yain Karsh above Misnir, so it's not talking about... Shoots! He ruined it. We came so close, but he ruined Aramakar. Says the Gemara, Rabashi salvages it. Says Rabashi, Rabashi Yomar, no. It says, Ba'aspecha, when you will collect it could have just said, you make sukkahs in the season, when you gather, your grain and your wine. What's this lashen? From a segment, a subset of your gairin and a subset of your yayin that you use for schach. Says the Gemara, says the Gemara, that means the garbage. If it meant the actual product, it would have said gairin itself, grain itself, the yak of itself, and wine itself. Why does it have to say mei garnchu, mei Rabashi Yomer, mei garnchu, from the grain, v'le garnatzme, but not the actual product. Mei from your wine, v'le yak and not the wine itself. So, that is a makar that sticks. So we have one makar that a schach has to be davarak dulim and arts and and in the from the fact that the Torah describes schach ba'aspcha megar megvecha and it says megar chav legar natsa megvecha v'leyekav atzmai. That's one makar. How do we know the season then? Because it could because it already said chag ha'asif tekufas hashem. 
That's so why this is available. It's a whole extra pasuk, yeah, yeah. Um, it's not in the same place, but yeah, it's an extra pasuk, yeah. Says the Gemara, Reb Chizda Amar Mehacha. Reb Chizda says from here, Rashi says, Tzu Hahar, pasuk Mehacha, Tzu Hahar, Rashi says, Pasuku B'Sefer Ezra. It's a pasuk in Ezra. So, if you look on the side of your Gemara, if you have an old-fashioned Gemara like me that says, where the Pesuk Gemara? So it says, it's a Pesach in Nehemiah Parak Aleph. And Rashi says it's a Pesach in Ezra. So Reb if you look on the side, Reb says, since Nehemiah wrote Ezra, it's like basically the Lashaynas are interchangeable. You could call Ezra, Nehemiah, and Reb Kivager has a list of different Rashis in different places that... It's interchangeable. You could call a pasuk and a chemi a pasuk and as a pasuk as a pasuk and a chemi because the chemi wrote them anyway. So it's all the same. That's what Kibbeger says. Me'acha. Stayed like this. Nehemiah was commanding them in their first sukkahs back up. He said, Tzuahar, go out to the mountain. Ve'viu ale zayis and bring leaves from olive trees. Va'ale et shemen, leaves from Trees which has oily wood, ba'ale hadas leaves of hadasim, ba'ale tamarim leaves from date palms, ba'ale eats of ice and leaves from a tree with a chain. Now, a tree with a chain is a hadas tree. So that's two. Says the Gemara, hainu hadas hainu eats of us. A hadas is an eats of us. So Ezra or Nehemiah in the same pasuk is repeating Hadas tree twice under two different names. Why is he doing that? Hainu Eitzavis, Hainu Hadas, Hainu Eitzavis. Amrub Chizda, oh, we see from here that there's Kasher Hadasim and there's Pasal Hadasim. The Kasher Hadasim used for your Lulav. The Pasal Hadasim used for your Sukkah. And that is a prototype Schach. It's Davar Hagdulim in Arts, Venom Kabul Tumah. Amr of Chizda, sorry, Hadas Shaita Lesuka. A Hadas that's possible that doesn't have the proper Mishulish used for your sukkah. The it's obvious if it has the proper chain that's all the way up, then use that for your use that for your Lula. And that is the final Makar. The Mafarsham asks, or Hanar, I think, asks that um, we have a rule, we can't learn out any halachas from Nach. There's no such thing as a halacha learned from Nach. Nach is from Moser and for the borders. We don't learn out any halachas from Nach. So, I mean, obviously there's many times in Shas we do, so each time we do, this question comes up. So, rule, divrei tarim, divrei kabbalah, you're not allowed to learn out anything from Nach. So how over here is the Gemara learning out what schach is from Nach? And the answer, the Archaner says, what we said a whole night, we're not learning anything from Nach. We just don't know how to translate a word in the Torah. The Torah says, basuk is teshu shivas yom. That's what we're doing. So what are we doing? We're fulfilling a pasuk in the Torah of sitting in the sukkah. We're just searching for a definition. I'm allowed to find the definition <coughs> from anywhere. If I find the definition in, in a secular source and prove that that's what the Torah means by this, by this Lashen, that's fine. We, we've done that. The Gemara doesn't know what Taitafais is. 
How, what are, the Torah says you wear taitafis. So what's what's taitafis? So we learn out because tat in one language means two, in African, and pas in another language means two. So we learn that taitafis means four four compartments. You have to wear four on your head. Taitafis. Oh, do we learn things from African? No. The Torah is we learn things from the Torah. What the Torah means, we're allowed to find a source anywhere. So that's what's going on over here. We're not, is not the source for sukkah. Sukkah is the source for sukkah. But what is this? What is a sukkah? And how do I know what it has to be made out of? That I'm allowed to find a giloy anywhere I want. And of course, Nach is a great place to find the giloy. So if I find by Nehemiah him commanding people to get tzach, that's Dover, Hagdum and Arts, and it's not Makabal Tumah, that's what the Torah means when it says Basukas Teshu Shavas Yom. So this is not a Makar, this is not a Makar, this is just a Gili about what it is. Why he didn't learn like Rabashi, that I don't know. But, um, but that's what the Arachanar says. I'm going to stop here. For- was this a Nebuah of Nehemiah? Was this part of the Nebuah? No, no. So how do we know? Okay. So, one more evening of this last Machlekes, and actually tonight, the entire Gemara that we are going to do, so the, the Gemara we're going to do tonight is more or less a repeat of a Gemara we did in the third parak, but uh, we'll do it again well. So, so we have a machlekes between Rav and Shmuel. And that is that whenever the Torah requires an asiyah on something, whenever the Torah requires something to be made, then there has to be an official asiyah. It has to be made. It can't retroactively turn into something having been made. So, you know, we said a classic example of this would be is if you build your sukkah inside your house and the schach is therefore possible, then you remove the psul and voila, you have a sukkah. No, you don't. Because the sukkah can't come into existence. We said the classic example, for instance, the person takes a pile of schach. It's all kosher schach. A big pile, like an igloo of schach and you dig out the inside of the igloo. And then, as a result of digging out the inside of the igloo, you have schach and walls, and it's all good. Says the Torah, the Gemara says, the Mishnah says, no, it's not good. Because what you have is a sukkah that wasn't made. When you have to make a sukkah, that means you have to put schach on four walls. It doesn't mean that schach has to become schach by some other means. You have to make a sukkah. And therefore, therefore, our Mishnah, which was talking about schach being mechubar lekarka, so you have a long vine that's attached to the ground or attached to a tree, you slap it onto your sukkah. So if the vine were to become severed, you still don't have a sukkah. Let's say the tree dies. And like it just collapses. So your schach is no longer attached to the ground. Well, that sukkah is for sure puzzle. 
because there was never an asiyah sukkah. There was never a making of the sukkah. The sukkah became made by other means. The sukkah became made, so to speak, retroactively. Retroactively is the wrong word. Retroactively is the thing in time. So it doesn't have to do with time. It has to do with a lack of mycin. So it's possible. But we came upon a machleka samiroi. Tin Rav and Shmuel. Let's say you cut the branch from the tree. Does cutting constitute a big enough maisa that that is called asiyasukka? You need to be oisesach. You need to make schach. But how about you have your sukkah that's attached to a vine that's attached to the ground and you come with a, a knife or a saw and you cut the branch off the tree. You don't touch the schach. You just cut it off the tree. Is cutting the schach off the tree enough of a maisa to be called asiya sukkah? Or is that still a psul of tasleim and asik? And the only way to remedy that sukkah would be to pick up each piece of schach and put it back down as an asiyas sukkah. That's the, that's the shailan. Rav said cutting is fine. And Shmuel said, no, cutting is not enough of a maisa. And this had the same, we had the same achlikas by tzitzis. Let's say a person took, instead of four strings, and put it through the hole in the corner of his baguette. He took one string and looped it and looped it and looped it and looped it. And then did all the ties and the knots. And then he had this like, you know, a bunch of U's on the bottom because he looped it. And then he snipped each one and turned each one into tzitzis. So in the end, tzitzis looks like my tzitzis and your tzitzis. It looks like eight strings on the bottom. But it wasn't made as tzitzis. Well, it was cut. So does cutting count as making? Or is cutting too little of a maisa to call it an asiya? This, once again, was on Machlekes Rav and Shmuel. Rav said, cutting, kitsi sasan, zui asiyasan. Cutting it counts as an asiyah. And Shmuel said that no, cutting it does not count as an asiyah. And we brought a riot against Rav, we answered it up. So the Gemara has one last comment to say about this machlekes. Leima kitanoi. Smack in the middle of the page on Yudalv and Bez. Leima kitanoi. Let us say that this argument between Rav and Shmuel as to whether or not cutting constitutes a maisa to fix a tas of leimadasi, says the Gemara, if a person did the wrong thing and cut them, what's this is referring to? But notice we talked about cutting them. What's this referring to? It's referring to Gemara we had in third paragraph. Gemara said like this, that your hadas has to have more leaves than berries. If there's more berries than leaves on your hadas, your hadas is possible. And the Gemara says it's fine if you rip off all the berries. That, that's, that's fine because at the end of the day, your hadas has more leaves than berries. Just one thing the Gemara says, you can't rip them off on Yontif. Because if you rip them off on Yontif, you're being misak and mana. You're making something that was useless because what's a hadas with too many berries, it's nothing. You can't use it to uh, 
you know, for anything in the house, and uh, you can't use it for your mitzvah, so it's muktzah. It's useless, in fact. If you rip off the berries, you just created a hadas. That is tikkun mana. So you're not allowed to rip them off on yantif. So says the Gemara, let's say a guy went and ripped them off on yantif. Ovar velikton. Ovar, he transgressed this iser of ripping off the berries on yantif. He was misakin mana. He was misakin mana. Now, whether or not it's a malacha de rice, a malacha de rabbanon, davrashen miskavin, or davrashen, you know, malacha shen tzrichel gufa, like we discussed then, because maybe he had another hadas. Whatever the case may be, you weren't supposed to rip off the berries, and you did. Says the Gemara, Apostle divrei Reb Shimon ben Yitzadik. It's possible. I'm sorry. Your hadas is possible. Your dalad minim is possible. We told you not to rip off the berries, and you went and ripped off the berries. Your hadas, and therefore your dalad minim, is possible. The chachamim machshirin. The chachamim say, no, your dalad minim is fine. Now, now, what could they be arguing about? Which means, which means, just because you were Mechal Shabbos, or Mechal Yantif in this case, doesn't passel your lul of an esrog. It's not like a mitzvah babavera. Doesn't passel your lul of an esrog. So you did one bad thing. No one thinks, no one thinks the fact that you were Mechal Yantif should passel your dalit minute. You know, so for instance, if let's say I cut a lulav off the tree on Shabbos or Yantif. Okay, I did a very bad avera. But it's not possible for shaking dalit minim. So that is not the problem here. The fact that you picked the berries. Oh, you did a naughty. You're not supposed to be fixing hadasim on Shabbos or Yantif, and you fix the hadas on Yantif. Fine. Very bad. You'll deal with that in Yom Kippur. You'll take care of that. But why should a possible you dalit minim? And whatever you're going to tell me, you also have to explain the Chacham and say, no, there's absolutely no problem. So the Gemara said, what could they be arguing about? Ah, I know what they're arguing about. This constitutes Tassalim and Asli. Because you had, there's an Asiyah by Lulav also. There's an Asiyah by Lulav. You've got to make the Dalad Minim. You've got to tie the Dalad Minim together. So there's a concept of Asiyah by Dalad Minim. And when you tied your Lulav and Hadas and Aravis together, it wasn't good. And then by virtue of something that happened later, it became good retroactively. Ooh, classic Tasla Minasi. Ooh, so it's possible it's Tasla Minasi. Aha, but you cut it. So can cutting remedy Tasla Minasi? That's the Machlaikas. That's the Machlaikas. Raman Shimon ben Yitzhak says it's possible. I, what are you talking about? I remedied the Tasla Minasi. You're right, when I made it, it wasn't good, but by cutting it, I made it good. Cutting counts. No, 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 no. I hold like Shmuel. Cutting doesn't count as an Asiya. It's not an. Fucking is the same as cutting. Yeah, that's what I mean. That's what I mean. Yeah. I don't mean. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't. You know, like, it doesn't count. It's not enough of a Misa. And the Chachamim hold like Rav. Cutting counts as a Misa, so it fixes the Taslim and Asik. Ah, beautiful. And yeah, I just, is it authority in a negative? Hundred percent. That's what. In other words, in order to make this the machlekes, we took three or four liberties. We took three or four assumptions. Which, whenever the Gemara says like well, in the second savruah, it means like we made an assumption, and the Gemara like most of the time attacks that assumption. 
So yes, in order to make this the machlekes, we had to take a lot of assumptions. So, so said, no issue with taking clay? Because you made something from an unusable hadas into a usable hadas. This is taken mana. Right. So why is that okay? Why can I use? Again, that? you're a very bad person. You're a and mana on yontif. You'll deal with it on yom kippur, but it doesn't possibly dalat minim. That day it does not. No. Why not? Why yet? So, again, I asked the question before. If a guy cuts his lulav off a tree on Shabbos and puts it in his dal minimum. You can't use it on that. Well, you no. can use it the, the next day. You can't use it that day, no? You're talking about Bishel on Shabbos? That baby. Well, not even Bishel. It's something that's talking clear on, on Shabbos. You can't use that, no? You have to... It would not be similar to like Lulav and Gazel. It's a Lulav and Gazel because there's a Dimlachem, so you, so it's not Shaykh to yeah, so it's Mitzvah Baver. And we have Mitzvah Baver as Machlaikas, and this is not this is not the same Avera that you know like didn't make it into yeah 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 yes, but not enough <laughs> yeah, and I'm not not would impossible. So says the Gemara, says the Gemara. Savrua. So what's his machlek? Savrua. Let's assume for a second. Number one, the kuliyam lulav tzarach eged avi. That lulav needs to have an eged, because remember, if we're going to passel it due to tasavaleimin haasui, there has to be an asui, which means, for instance, there's no mitzvah in the Torah to make a shayfer. If a shayfer would fall off a ram's head, and it would be like. Clear? You could use that. You don't have to make a shaifer. So then, there's no problem with tasav and asi. Tasav and asi is only when the, the Torah calls for an asiya can something be puzzle out tasav and asi. So if something doesn't need to be made, if something doesn't need to be constructed, if something doesn't need to be put together, tied, fixed, whatever, you can't have a problem with tasav and asi if there's no asiya necessary. So, for instance, like Shafer is a mitzvah in the Torah, where the Torah never says you have to make a Shafer, you have to take a Shafer. I don't care how it got made, so it's not, not possible Tasa Minasi. So, if you're going to talk about Dalad Minim in terms of Tasa Vleminasi, you have to make a case that something needs to be made. So, says the Gemara, yeah, I'll tell you what needs to be made. Says the Gemara, says the Gemara, um, Lulav Tzarachag, Lulav needs to be tied. That's the making of it. Okay, and where does the Torah call it an Asiya? Says the Gemara, uh, I need a little help here. lulav We learn out lulav from sukkah, that it's written by sukkah, that it says you have to make a sukkah, and we learn out from there, and it cannot be made without you doing it. So says the Gemara, okay, so now I made enough assumptions, and now I can explain to you the machlekes. So I explain that there needs to be an asiya by lulav. And where do I know it from? I know it from sukkah. Once there needs to be an asiya, so this thing became good. It wasn't made good. So it's pasalats tasalim and asiy. And then you tried cutting it. And the machlekes is does cutting remedy tasalim and asiy, which is the machlekes Rav and Shmuel, which are now is going to say machlekes tanoim. Says the Gemara, my love, can we not suggest This is what they're arguing. Demand the Machshu Savar, the Chachamim who say it's kosher say Amrinan Gabe Sukkah, just like we say by Sukkah. 
Kitsitsasan, Zuhiasiasan, the cutting it counts as a mice, and it remedies the tasavulaimanasi. It remedies the fact that it was made without a mice, and by cutting it, oh, you have a mice. Vigabe lulav nami aminon, likitasan, zuhiasiasan, and by lulav we say plucking them is the mice. So, and that would explain the one that says it's kosher. Uman de pasil, savar, and the one that says it's possible, hold. Same problem. You have an issue of tasli minasli that it was made and it wasn't made, and you tried remedying it by cutting it, and that doesn't work by sukkah, it doesn't work by tzitzis, and it's not going to work by lulav either. Uman de pasil, savar. Just like by sukkah, we don't say simply cutting it fixes the schach. No, you've got to pick up each piece of schach and put it down. And by lulav, we will not say either simply by plucking it counts as enough of a mice to remedy tasleim and asri, and that is the reason for the mandamra that passels it. So whenever we make um, tasleim and asri, I'm sorry, whenever we make something a machlik is tanoim, this is why we can't have chabur down here. So, whenever you make signs of machleg is tanoim, no one's happy. Which means, like, the good news is it's not a loss. The good news is you're not, you're not like, defeated. Someone agrees with you. The bad news is not everyone does. So, whenever we try to make something machleg is tanoim, sometimes the Gemara is happy with it, sometimes the Gemara is upset with it. But it always tries to defend against it. And that's what's bothering, that's what's bothering the Gemara. Like, I mean, you want to only be like Rav Shember Yitzhak? Do you want to only be like Chum? Like, no, I want to be loved by everybody. So says the Gemara, I'm going to defend against this accusation of, of you're saying a machlek is tanayim. No one's happy with it. Now, the good news is, whenever you make a bunch of assumptions, it's very easy to argue on your conclusion. Uh, no, no, and no. Right? No, you can just say no to any of the assumptions. And that is what we're going to do now. We're going to challenge one by one every assumption that led to us calling it Imachlikistanoim. Says the Gemara like this. Lai, the Kuliyama, everyone agrees. The Kuliyama, Lai Amrinan Gabisukka Kitsitsas and Zuyasiyasan. No way. Everyone disagrees with Rob. Now, wh- why are we doing that? Because if you remember, it wasn't even clear Rob said that. And we had a bunch of Tanayim that argued, a bunch of Amorayim that argued. We said, we said, A lot of people didn't like this fact that cutting it counts as enough of a mice to fix Taslim and Asi. So says the Gemara, so says the Gemara, no, everyone agrees to Shmuel that cutting it doesn't fix it. Really? So then, you have on your hands a for sure puzzle dalad minim. Because, number one, you need rule of Tarheged. 
And number two, the egg counts as an asiyah. And just like by sukkah, we learn out lula from sukkah, just by sukkah, there's a problem of taslim and also. So here, you didn't make a dalad minim. What, what you made was possible. It became a dalad minim after you made it. Ah, uh, what about cutting it? No, everyone says cutting it doesn't count as a maisa. So why isn't this for sure bad? Says the Gemara. You know what they're arguing about over here? You made an assumption that we learn out Lula from Sukkah. Just like by Sukkah, there's a psul of Tas of Lehman by Lula also, there's a psul of Tas of Lehman No! It doesn't ever use the word in the Torah, Asiyah, by Lula and Esrik. The whole source of any Tasa Minasi is a lotion of Asiya. For instance, Gedilim Tasa The Torah demands an Asiya and you don't have one. So, why would you Pasal Dalad Minim? Because of Tasa Minasi? Because he uses the word Asiya by Sukkah? Well, that's very easy to argue on. So, the one that says it's Kasher says, Herod ever required an Asiya by Dalad Minim. So you can't very well passel it out when there's no Asiya necessary. If there's no Asiya necessary, if you don't have to make your Dalad Minim, it can't be possible because it wasn't made. It never needed a Asiya in the first place. So says the word, that's what they're arguing about here. The one that says this Dalad Minim that started out bad, but the berries were picked and then it became good. You know why he says it's kosher? Not because cutting fixes Tasav Lehman Ha'asui. Because there was never a problem of Tasav Lehman in the first place. Because the only way to learn a Tasav Lehman would be from Sukkah. And I'm saying no. You made an assumption. I'm saying no. Uman the Apostle, Sover, the one that says it's Apostle, learns it out. Sover Yafin of Lula Misukka. So, so far I gave you one viable way to learn this Machlekes without this being the Machlekes between Rav and Shmuel. Vibay Seima, another suggestion. Isvir the Lula of you're right. If you assume that you need to tie your Lulav, of course, that counts as a maisa, and it would be a problem of Taslim and Asi. Everyone would learn out Lula from Sukkah and say that just like by Sukkah, where it requires an Asiya, without the Asiya, it's puzzle. So to here, if you need an Asiya, if you need an Eget, if you need to tie your Lula, this is what you were saying, if you need to tie your Lula, it would be puzzle of Taslim and Asi. You want to know the Mandarma that says it's okay? you never need to tie your lulav. So if there is no maisa, if there's no maisa involved in making a dalad minim, you can't have it puzzle out tasle minasi. Tasle minasi means it has to be made and not became made. Well, if you don't need any making, if you don't need any asiya, there's no act of making dalad minim, if there's no act of making dalad minim, then you can't puzzle it out tasle minasi. Says the Gemara... Um, yeah, yeah, and we're going to discuss that right now. So the Mars is like this. The other man says, no, a lulav doesn't need to be tied. 
Ubeplugta dahani tanoi. And now that we made this emachlekes about whether or not a lulav needs an egget or not, whether or not the lulav needs to be tied or not, so we're already in familiar territory. This is a pre-existing machlekes tanoi. Titania, we learned in a brace as follows. Lulav, your dal minim, your lulav hatas and arava, bain agud, whether it's tied, bain she'ene agud is kosher. Rabbi Hudaimer, no, agud, kosher. If it has a tie, it's kosher. She'ene agud, if it's not tied, it's possible. Says the Gemara, my taima, do Rabbi Huda. What's Rabbi Huda's reason? So, it's possible in Parsha we learned two days ago. Yalaf lakicha lakicha me'aguda se'ezayf. The question is, or the source is, it says the Lashon Vilakach. You have to take the dam with an Agudas Ezaif. So it says the Lashon Lakicha there. Says the Gemara, Ksivhasim Lakachtam Agudas Ezaif. Fiksivhach Vilakachtam Lachem Biyamarishan. We find Lashon Lakicha, both by Lulav and by Agudas Ezaif, dipping in the blood, sprinkling it on the Mashgaif. Malahalon, just like by Agudas Ezef. It was Baguda with a tie. Afkan Baguda. So too, your Dalad Minim needs to be with a tie. So if Yehuda learned Lula Tzarech Eget from the Gzera Shava. Vrabona, no, they don't have that Gzera Shava. Lekicha me Lekicha layafinan. They don't learn out Lekicha me Lekicha. Okay, end of Sugya. End of sugya, which means where we stand is we're going to have to say that we're going to have to say that it's a tassel manasi by tzitzis and sukkah for sure possible. By tzitzis and sukkah, it's for sure possible tassel manasi, which means if your tzitzis became tzitzis, that's not good. If your sukkah became schach, it's not good. You have to have an act of putting it there. Just simply cutting it Call, is that called an act? Machlek is between Rav and Shmuel. Rav says yes, Shmuel says no. By, by Lulav, Dalaminim, we, we don't know what the Machlekes is. There's definitely a Machlekes if you ripped off the berries, plucked or cut the berries on Yontif. What exactly the Machlekes is, we don't know. It could be whether or not cutting counts as an act. It could be whether or not it needs an act at all, whether or not it needs Tasa Menasa. It could be whether or not we learn out of Sukkah. We don't know what the Machlekes there is. We do know that there's Machlekes whether or not a Lulav needs to be tied, which we just said is a Machlekes between Rabbi Huda and the Chacham. Says the Gemar. Says the Gemar. Keman Like who does it go the following Bryce? Lulav, your Lulav, Mitzvah Agdai. It's definitely a nice thing to tie your lulav to your hadas menaravis. Vimleyag de kosher. But if you don't tie it, it's still kosher. So the Gemara doesn't know how to digest this because it seemed black and white. If you learn the Xerashava, the lakicha lakicha, so then you need an azev. It's not a good thing. You need, a, you need a tie. You need an egg. It's not a good thing. It's not a preferable thing. It's not a nice thing. It's a requirement. It's basic. And if you don't darshan, lakicha, lakicha, then you don't need a tie at all. It's not even a good thing. It's 
it's superfluous. It's extra. It's unnecessary. So the Gemara doesn't know exactly how to deal with this. What's this Brisa talking about? Which means we know there's two Ashitas, and this Rabbi Huda says it's required, and the Chum who don't care at all. So, so, so how do we take this when it says it's a nice thing, but it's not required? Says the Gemara, Rabbi Yehuda, if it's Rabbi Yehuda, it can't work. You said, you don't tie it, it's fine. Rabbi Yehuda doesn't think that way. He has a pasuk in the Torah, it says, lakicha, lakicha. you need a tie it, and nothing short of that. And you're Rabbanon, and if it's the Rabbanon, am I a mitzvah? Why is it even a mitzvah? Last week checked, and you don't need it. I'm going to learn out from that good essay. Sigmar says, It is Rabbanon. It is Rabbanon. Umishom shenemar zekhelivan veyu. Because the Torah says, in this week's parsha, zekhelivan veyu. No, next week's parsha, in Bishalach. Yeah, this is Parsha. This is Parsha. In Bishalach, the Torah says, Zek Heli Van Veyu, which. Is Rashi saying it here? Yeah. Sukkana, Lulav Na, Tzitzis Elsewhere, he says, Talis Na. In Both, Tzitzis and Talis. And they hack. Like, what do you mean, Talis Na? Talis is not the mitzvah. You know, like, if I ask I you, why do you need a $5,000 silver Menorah? So you say hit or mitzvah. <laughs> the menorah, let's say you don't use glasses, holds the oil. It's not, the hit or mitzvah is in the oil. No, so, but if you gyrus talus noah, which Rashi is elsewhere, then you see that there's hit or mitzvah in like the support of a support role. There's still hit or mitzvah. There's an old shiloh. <laughs> Why don't you need a nice house for hit or mitzvah for your mezuzah? <laughs> <laughs> But um, some only, people are very mocked. They only ask in Baltimore. Yeah. <laughs> so, so says the Gemara like this: Mishum Mishum The Torah says you should beautify in front of Hakadosh Baruch Hu your mitzvah. So says the Gemara: The Rabbanon require an aguda for a totally different reason. They don't care about a tie. To make the lulav into a tie, they don't care. But it's still nicer. It still makes it look more presentable. It's a and mitzvah, all mitzvahs, all mitzvahs. Zekhe you, 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 right, you This is my God, and I will make it beautiful. A mitzvah, it's, not, it's, it's You would say a hider. You wouldn't say. Yeah, no, so, no. So it, this is this is hider mitzvah. Not even a, not a hacher, but it's a. It's a it's no, a so hitter. right, make mitzvahs mitzvah. beautiful for yeah. yeah. This is hider mitzvah. That's gonna miss a lot of them. Yeah. Yeah, because you there is a mitzvah of of hider mitzvah. You're right, so why use Lashem Mitzvah? I'm saying the Lashem Mitzvah is saying that there's Sivoy, almost, Mitzvah. Oh, Mitzvah means you get a Kiyah Mitzvah without a Chiyah. That's what that means in that case. Get a Kiyah Mitzvah without, it's not a commandment that you have to, but it's still a Kiyah Mitzvah that you do. The Kiyah is Zach Heli Van Veil. Okay, fine. We shall stop here for tonight.